What is up, guys? Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. I'm excited to do this show. We got a lot to talk about on today's podcast. So we'll be talking about Eternals with his first Rotten Tomatoes score. Um, this is a movie that's obviously big, very, very anticipated considering, of course, it's a Marvel movie. But there are some questions regarding, of course, the lack of familiarity with a lot of these main characters, especially in the mainstream. We got last week's premiere that came out. A lot of people were really excited coming out of the premiere uh, that uh, in, in Hollywood. They came back this week, and with more reviews, we've seen a little bit more of a mixed response. I asked the guys what they make of that. We'll also talk more about Spider-Man No Way Home. The rollout is underway. We had a big uh, cover story on Empire. They had uh, some new stills. They had some new comments from Feige, from Holland, from John Watson. Interesting commentary, to say the least. I'll talk to the guys about what, what they made of some of the remarks we heard from those gentlemen. We also have uh, rumored a new movie by Marvel also in development that we have not heard about at all. Um, very surprising when I heard it come out that, that this movie was apparently in development. We'll give you guys what movie that is. And then we got plenty of DC uh, news as well. Uh, we have a new a villain for the Batgirl movie, and we have an actor playing the main villain that's been cast, according to multiple trades, and some very disturbing allegations surrounding the, excuse me, the Batwoman television series. So plenty to get to on this jam-packed show. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart and Sham. When I speak of DC there, we, we did our uh, DC fandom recaps on the YouTube channel. I suggest anybody who has not checked that out yet, please go to our YouTube channel, Generation Media. But Kind of coming out of DC fandom, I wanted to see if you had any final thoughts on what we saw. Of course, we had the Batman trailer. We had some of the video game stuff. Of course, we had the Flash footage, the, the Black Adam footage. Any parting parting thoughts on fandom as we kind of move away from some of the hype we had a couple weeks ago? A couple weekends ago. Um, I thought fandom was dope. I think they should. Um, I because you know there's a lot of chatter out there that oh it's underwhelming or it wasn't as good as it could have been or you know you know whatever you know people, people <laughs> yeah people yeah the peanut gallery stuff. yeah peanut gallery <laughs> kind of, you know. so um yeah I, I mean I thought it was cool they should probably go back to the old format I think the old format worked so what, what do you consider the old format separating the just content? just giving a just a, a schedule having a schedule <laughs> that's the key mm. schedule Different, I think right. is the key. Right, the schedule not because you had people that were disappointed, disappointed, that were like, "Why am I sitting here watching? Why am I watching?" Blah blah right. blah. Yeah, you know, when I just want to see this or that, and you're gonna get people mad when you do that. They should just release a schedule, you know, spread it out more. You know, maybe yeah. not have everything in one day. What if some people can't, you know, can't watch on that day? Yeah. Um, I mean, good thing is that it was on YouTube, so you could always go back. Yeah, and it, was, watch it. it was on YouTube. That's true. Um, but, and I think they should keep that, Twitch and but just, whatnot. but I think just, just, um, you know, just, just have a schedule and just, yeah. and just not, don't make everyone sit and wait for, for, you know, yeah, it was a double edged sword because they felt yeah. that and, and they, they, everything was so compacted. It was condensed. Yeah. It was so condensed. They should yeah. spread it out more because a lot of these topics and things didn't, didn't get any yeah. chance to, space to breathe yeah. or really explain why it was significant. There was there was a feeling that they wanted to they didn't want to give a schedule because they knew that I'm sure they probably saw the the, the numbers from last year that those, people left a certain time yeah yeah the engagement right. was probably so much lower and the views were probably so much lower when absolutely when those other you know non movie panels were were up 
Um, I would say, yeah. look, it's a Comic Con. That's what that's what happens. You go to a Comic Con, the line right. for you know Hall H is gonna be different than the line created. for you know an no. Artist Alley thing. You know, B two sixty four. Right, yeah, stage B two sixty four. It's just right. it's not gonna be. Not gonna my be thing is that there there is value in that. There were some people that right. were like. Oh, why do I have to watch all this stuff? I, I want to see all the movies, but it's a it's a comic con, so you're gonna get the extra right. stuff, exactly. Um, yeah. and but to me, like, I don't know, it, it's a weird balance, but I think ultimately it's a, it's an event that um was brought together by 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 the pandemic last year. It's kind of kind of flimsily put together, and it ended up being great with what they had. Um, I think they'll keep doing it. Um, I think it was probably success, even though uh, there was a lot of fans. Well, well, there was, you know, uh, shout out to, uh, you know, well, first of all, before I say the shout out, um, they put out numbers saying that this was some raging, smashing success. I want to say they had, they said they had like 66 million views on this thing. Um, I now, shout, now, the shout out comes to someone like Boris Kidd and some others who've kind of put some kind of skepticism under these numbers because, you know, you know, that that's a big number, sixty-six million people, um, or views rather. Mm-hmm. And and the question is of you know were they were they counting you know people going to see the Batman trailer which had like twenty million views as part of views for fandom because that would that would be of course not really be fair or accurate. Um, and they were pretty fair questions in my opinion. So 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 just so that was that was that has been kind of a, a thing. But the, you know DC has been going around saying this was raging success. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I don't believe that sixty-six million number. I don't. I don't believe uh, it either. I don't know if it has to be that much. You know, they, yeah. You I don't think it has to be that much to be a success, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't think that some of the, the investor day last year. Not even PewDiePie is a lot of PewDiePie. Yeah, PewDiePie. If, he does, if he's streaming, he's not gonna get sixty-six million people <laughs> at one time. That's saying something. He has a hundred million subscribers <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I don't think Disney investor day. That was a, we knew that was a, mash, a smash success. I didn't have sixty-six million people watching. Um, yeah, that 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 number feels phony, blowing. It's they're they're claiming sixty six million global views. Which yeah, is, yeah, which, I don't, I don't necessarily that, buy that. That, tri- that, 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 that number, that number, that number allegedly tripled last year's twenty two million views. Yeah, there's no way. Uh, now there are multiple platforms. I will give them credit. They put it on a lot of different platforms. There. Yeah. If it was on, I don't know if it was on like Twitter or Instagram or something like that. If they had mm-hmm. a lot of that, people yeah. watching on that and Twitch, it probably had a lot of people on top of the, all the different YouTube and different versions of each. You know, we saw there was like five or six different DC Warner Brothers accounts that and HBO Max. They're all streaming fandom, so I don't know what that number ended up being. Sixty-six million still feels excessive. Uh, if it was closer to the twenty million number, I'm willing to buy that maybe. Um, but yeah, no, I think fandom was, it, 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 you know, it was what it was. But uh, I just think the expectations have to, you know, I guess you know, now that we know what it, what what it was, the, the the expectations were through the roof given what we had last year, and what we knew was coming in the pipe. But they weren't willing to show as much as they showed the year prior. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, and, and you know, and I and I tell, I tell you guys, you know, I thought fandom was a little mid this year for me only. Um, because I, I thought I kind of wanted to see a little more from a movie like The Flash. Um, I think what we got from Black Adam was pretty cool. I think I was pretty okay with that. Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought I, I I know the pandemic's kind of set it right back, but I just felt like as an overall presentation, they um, I thought that 
they, they thought they could have showed us a lot more, or at least maybe maybe gave us a little bit more of a peek into what's coming for DC. Um, I did like that they did kind of confirm the Static movie. You know, shout out to Reg Hudlin who's working on that. Um, uh, I like that they 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 confirmed you know Batgirl, which was kind of pseudo confirmed, but this was like a more official presentation. And of course, Blue Beetle, but um, but I think where was Green Knight? Yeah, no Green Lights. I, th- I feel like in, I feel like in these kind of things you gotta go kind of go one of two ways. You think if you don't got much to show, you gotta tell us all the stuff you have planned. If you don't have a lot yeah. of stuff planned, you gotta show us everything you can. It felt like DC tried to play a middle game, and I don't think it really worked for a lot of people. They tried to say, okay, we'll we'll tell you some about Static Shock, and pseudo confirm and actually confirm other movies that kind of already been pseudo confirmed. And it will show you very little content except for the Batman. And I, I think that, again, I think that they're trying to have their cake and eat it, too, in some ways. I'm not sure if it um, worked out in that way. I, again, I thought it was a little mid. I thought last year was a lot more exciting. I didn't think it was a bad presentation. I thought it was cool, and I think they should keep doing it. Because the engagement and the excitement that they generated on that you know random Saturday in October, you know, you can't duplicate it. You know what I'm saying? I think that, so I think that, you know, I don't know if they, they duplicate that same kind of, engagement by themselves at a comic con you know what i'm saying this is the only platform where it's only them it's not even bogged down with other warner media stuff it's all dc stuff so um obviously warner owns dc so they'll have the final say whether or not they can do this kind of thing but i think that uh they should they should continue this kind of platform moving forward uh you guys heard the kendall's on the podcast as well and one other thing that happened last week as well that was interesting was we had the the, the you know the hoopla from the batman trailer which I think we all agreed was pretty fire. Um, the, the, the the internet seemed to definitely agree that it was fire. Because, as I mentioned, there were people that were arguing that, yo, man, uh, Chris Van Olin, The Dark Knight, they might have to give it up after this movie. Which I said, if a tr- <laughs> one, if it, I, I saw multiple people say that. And I'm not even going to comment on whether or not I agree. I'm just saying, if people are saying that, then the trailer did its job. If people are people are saying that and and then saying Chris Van Olen better watch out, then the trailer did its job. We could talk about how good or bad the trailer was. And you're the the biggest. You're the biggest proponent, or not even proponent because probably the wrong word. You're certainly not a proponent. You're you're the biggest. um, I guess you're the biggest proponent to being against uh, the idea of stand culture. And yes, isn't isn't that what that is? Where we have it's like it's like a crusade of mine. Yeah. We have yeah, exactly. We have a movie, and this happened with the, with the with the Affleck Batman prior. Uh, That's true. Where we have a movie where the we haven't seen we haven't seen the movie, and we're already saying it's the greatest Batman ever. People already uh, who would win in a fight: Robert Pattinson's Batman or Affleck's Batman? I don't know. I've only seen three shots in a trailer, and we're already talking about this, the greatest superhero movie of all time. So yeah. Uh, just, I, I think I think that I think that if those people um, aren't joking, if they're dead serious, no, they were dead serious. I can tell from social media, they were dead serious. You got to reevaluate their mind. I mean, we saw the Last Jedi. We saw what happened with the Last Jedi. Yeah, we did see what happened with the Last Jedi. Shots and yeah, and and I don't think that you're wrong. Like I said, I don't I don't necessarily feel like I, I can't. This looks great. I, I can't say for sure if I think it's gonna be better than Dark Knight until I see it. Which maybe it's a cop out, but it, at, least, at least until I see more, which I'm not sure how much more I'm gonna see, but. Um, but I think I, it, the Dark Knight is such a great movie that I think that there are some movies where you say, "Oh, is it going to be better than Batman Forever?" I'd say, "Yeah, this is going to be better than Batman Forever." <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, um, or like we saw, you know, Spider Man, you know, the the, the uh, Homecoming trailer. You know, I think it was safe to say this is going to be better than Amazing Spider Man Two. You know, sometimes you can kind of know, 
you talk about those classic classic movies it's a little harder to tell um uh so so i think that i i, I hear what you're saying but i will say again that if, if 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 the the word out of the trailer is we think this might be better than the dark knight then you did your job i don't i didn't know i can't you can't i can't criticize the trailer because that that's the kind of buzz that they're generating with it now staying on the batman a little bit we got coming out of DC fandoms very interesting because, you know, you have DC fandom stuff and people are excited about what's coming out. And you say, okay, what's Marvel response? Well, the immediate Marvel response was to rearrange this whole uh, Marvel uh, movie release date slate for the upcoming 2022 and 2023 years that are ahead. So the Dark uh, the Doctor Strange movie gets moved uh, back. Um, or, wait, sorry. Uh... Yeah, it gets, it gets moved back mm-hmm. along with several other films. You got Thor, Black Panther, The Marvels, Ant-Man, Guardians. The Guardians got you know put in there. Uh, it's a whole rearranging of the schedule that I think... Took- if these were drastic, I mean, you had Doctor Strange, not as drastic, went from March to May, unfortunate, but you'll, 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 you'll survive. Then, what was it, Thor, you said, went from yeah. May to, to July. Because doctrines took that mm-hmm. date, yeah, not and maybe I trust. Then you had Doc, then you had Black Panther go from July to November, mm-hmm. and yeah. now that was going went from a summer movie and the, to uh, a holiday, it's a Christmas movie. And, yeah. and, qu- and quickly, the Doctor Strange note was interesting because while it makes why, well, and I said you know it tweeted it makes sense for Doctor Strange if you're saying this is going to be you know an Avengers level s event. Okay, Doctor Strange going into the May date does make sense in that regard, but. There are the optics of the Batman trailer comes out. People are saying this might be better than the Dark Knight. And the next thing you do is move your movie off of the date that, 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 that Dr. Strange was coming A couple, just a couple of weeks later. I mean, we got to call a spade a spade. When, when we saw the Captain America Civil War trailer several years ago, and we all said this movie is going to destroy BVS. And the first thing DC did was they moved BVS out of that date. They moved it up. Forget it. They 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 moved it up. They didn't even move it back. They moved it up ahead of um of uh of of the Captain America movie, and they those they, those movies must come out on the same date. So I'm not saying it's the same situation, but if we're gonna be fair, we gotta point that out. That when we saw the last time we saw anything similar to this was with DC moving BVS. Here again, this wasn't the same date. You're talking about it was about maybe two weeks difference between Doctor Strange and the Batman. But here, you know, two weeks. Uh, uh, of a difference, they just moved completely out of that month and moved into the spring. We we can say that. Look, I mean, it's Marvel. Marvel not it's a DC. Marvel not afraid of a DC movie, but Batman is a different. It's a different beast than the rest of the DC universe when it comes to movies. If this was Aquaman, I wouldn't buy it. You know, I'd say this is clearly some other reason. Um, when you're talking about Batman, you know. It, even though there was that, there was a gap. It wasn't like you know they weren't on the same date. It was about two to three weeks. There was still, there, there's still that residual of if this is a great movie. Like now, your movie's gonna automatically be compared because these movies are coming out back to back. The buzz, if that movie, if Batman is a classic, you know, like that's just not good for Doctor Strange. If that that's if that's an all time great Batman movie. So now I mean, are, going so are we saying that we don't believe? That this is related to production, or related. I think it is. I think it is on some level. That's what that's what Kevin Feige and the crew over there at Disney and Marvel are saying. Yeah, I I, I buy that to some degree. 
Um, and it's hard not to buy it only because there's. So, there, I mean, it's a sh- very ambitious it's, schedule they put out. Shift that you wouldn't. As, as they're not that scary of the Batman that they're gonna we're gonna move everything back in five months. That's what I was saying. But <laughs> yeah. that's what I was thinking. I was yeah. like, wait a second. Yeah, that that would be <laughs> that would be very drastic. But I I would be I I, I think that there, that that is a unintended potentially an unintended consequence or an unintended positive is that now they're they're getting out of the, the Batman. They're getting out of the way of the Batman. It, it makes sense. Um right. I think that it was it was a it, I, I, it, I think it's a dumb fight to fight. If, right. if you're if you're Marvel. Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah. Like like sometimes, you know, sometimes you know, you're in a situation sometimes you could you can fight the guy. You might be able to beat you might be able to beat the person. But right. is it worth it? Is, right. is it worth the, you know, the black eye? Is it worth the bloody nose? Is it worth the soreness that will happen the morning after? Is it worth any of that? Or is it better? Are you better off just so you know what? This isn't, this isn't, we don't have time for this. Let's let's just move this in a different area where, now, we, can just thri- where a- we can thrive, where DC doesn't have any anything for the summer, I think, as of right now, if I'm not mistaken. I, I'm a, yeah, I mean, I think the Flash now is in the, is, is in the summer. I want to say maybe June or, or July yeah, or something like that. It's definitely not May. Right. Yeah, nah. That yeah, the Flash would be competing with uh, Thor, I believe. Um, but I, I want to. I, I'm a little bit concerned with Marvel. Um, they had a they had a, a, a calendar. It was set. These movies. I know there was. A, I know. I look. There, there's there's a pandemic. Uh, there was the risk of a of a labor strike. Right. Um, so there was a lot of there's a lot been a lot of strife when it comes to. Hollywood production at this point, but I am a little concerned that they had a whole calendar set, and now all of a sudden we're 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 shifting this late into a game. A movie was supposed to come out in under under five six months, and our this this is our reaction. We also, by gonna... the way, it was confirmed this week that uh, by Cumberbatch that they are doing reshoots. Yeah, it, now you're doing reshoot shoots for this movie. Hopefully. You know, I don't. You never know what to believe out there, but there are some insiders saying that the script's a mess. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Again, you don't know what to believe. Right. It's one of those situations where if the movie is good, then they'll say, "Yeah," because they they did reshoots. The right. Movie they bad. Fixed it. Yeah. Because right. I said it was a mess, so right. you know it, they'll they, they won't be wrong in that regard. But um, but yeah, some people saying it's a mess. I, I don't like the fact that Miss Marvel, the actor that's playing Kamala Khan's father. Came out and said, "Yeah, I think it's supposed to come out in like June or July of next year." I'm like, "What happened that we that movie <laughs> getting, that that show is getting pushed back almost almost a year?" Yeah, that movie that show is supposed to come out in August or September of this of this year. It's supposed to be out now, and now maybe coming out late summer, 2022. Um, yeah, it's not great. Not it's not great, and it's like it's not because. I mean, they've got Spider Man. Spider Man better be great. Better be great. Because it better be great. It better be great. And you know, of course, that's some of that goes to Sony, but like, because there's a big gap now I mean, between Spider Man and, like and Doctor Strange. Sony, Sony's show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely not ideal. Um, I, you would think that, uh, but at the same time, you also would think that they wouldn't do it unless they didn't have a choice. Um. But yeah, it probably stemmed from probably a a a 
a schedule that was probably a little bit ambitious coming out of the pandemic. Remember, before the pandemic, I mean, we were saying how this is going to be just the most ridiculous time for Marvel in terms of getting all this stuff out. And things changed with the pandemic, uh, productions resumed, and it seemed they tried to go kind of back to that kind of very hectic schedule of getting all this stuff out early and on time. But that might just might not be possible given the situation. And I think, you know, do you want to rush this stuff out or do you want to see the best content possible? I think you prefer the best content possible, but obviously it's certainly not ideal. And then like Kendall said, I think that what makes it the most not ideal is the fact that it's so close to one of your movies coming out. You know, we're talking about, you know, Doctor Strange movie coming out in March. You know, you don't want to hear this close to it that, oh, we're moving back. You know what I'm saying? If this was last year or this was even earlier this year, we were saying, okay, that March date we're not going to make. We're going to move it a couple months back. I don't think we it's as alarming. I think when you get to this point uh, where we're kind of in the middle of fall and you're talking about your, your kind of early, early spring movie, your really almost late winter movie, you're saying, no, that's not going to happen. It's got to be moved back to May. Again, it's convenient for a lot of reasons. One, I think I think May suits it better anyway. But, you know, again, you don't got to deal with that beast in the Batman. Um, but still, it's uh, it's uh, it's, it's still not, not, not what you want to hear. Any, any thoughts on this, Sham, before we move on? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's, un- it's unfortunate that, you know, things are being moved back. Never something you want to hear. Um, but, you know, I, I know we still have a lot. It's hard for me to be upset when we have so much coming right. so quickly, namely the internals, um, which, I mean, we should be, we'll be reviewing in, in, uh, what, in, uh, not in a couple weeks, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. A couple weeks. Uh, we'll be, we'll be reviewing that. So that's pretty yeah, exciting. It comes out because it doesn't come out next Friday. Yeah. Yeah. It comes out next Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, very, very soon. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan of this early, it's early embargo. Really early review embargo coming out. Well, oh, and, uh, well and, and shout out to uh, <laughs> and shout out to Sham who kind of alerted me to it, and I've been seeing people talk about it. Be careful with the spoilers out there, people. If you don't want to be spoiled, very, uh, very, I've not seen I've not seen anything. Thank God. So I don't. Apparently, know. no. Throwing shade at Variety. Apparently, Variety's are spoiling something major. So watch out for their review or their articles on it. Articles or something. So yeah, be so. careful. Be very careful. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, it's funny because I thought, like, Venom was probably the most, like, to me, one of the more, like, egregious kind of uh, embargoes the other way. Where it's basically, like, we didn't know anything until the movie came <laughs> actually came oh, out. Yeah, that's always the, the trick. It's yeah, like, you know. Yeah, the review embargo list the day the movie comes out. Yeah, like, we got reactions, but we didn't get an actual review. Um, which was crazy good. to me. That was just the movie we just saw. No way until... Yeah, and then here, you know, I think it's probably a little Marvel maybe got a little ahead of themselves, uh, allowing the embargo to be released so early. And then, you know, for these people who who get to see these films in early screenings and go to the premiere, like, yo, do better, man. Like, you yeah, know, just chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like you guys, it's a great honor. Um, it's you know, you guys have obviously gotten to a point in your careers where you got to see some, you get to see some really cool stuff. You know, you know, act like you've been there before. You no, know I will say, look, they've got they 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 feel they they feel like they're they're at a point where they need to review the movie. Like that's, that's what they're there for is to review the movie, um, which is fine. Which is totally fine. Yeah. Which is fine. But you got to understand that when a movie's not coming out for two weeks, you have to be, 
very, very concise about what you say and what you don't. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't there's, there's, no, yeah, there's no reason to have to give away major plot points in the film that will give away major, major things yeah. that we don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like They should not invite people to things that do do stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I you know... I don't know if it's controversial to say. I don't care how good of a quote-unquote critic you are, which I don't even know how that's determined. I mean, I've been but... a Marvel fan for, for, for five <laughs> <I've> years. Been <laughs> a, I've been a film critic for 25 years. I, I don't care. Stop <laughs> what you're not spoiling movies for people. You know, it's like... Then you're going you're gonna to spoil the movie? Then, yeah, then I, you're I think... Yeah, I've seen some people say that uh, these people should get NDAs. I don't know if I'm going to go that far. Um, but I do feel like... I don't know. If you're I, getting invited I, to I a know. premiere... I, I just don't know. I don't know if I want anybody going to jail over this. You know what I'm saying? Or being in financial ruin for this. You're you're a, you're a jerk. But that just seems very intense. I would be okay with... The only reason I'm not for that is because Disney has enough money. Um, I don't think they should be taking any kind of action against right. anyone financially particularly but if i were if i were just a director if i made a movie and maybe it's and, not even against I, the person i might make them sign in the, the publication you know and of course some of these publications oh, yeah, are obviously, yeah. Are obviously yeah but some of these publications are independent. very independent right but yeah but, but even if, look man then don't go I think no it's, no what i was gonna say is I, I i would be in support of you know you know keeping a list and checking it twice you know you know marvel should be reading every review of this movies in my opinion i mean that would be at the every movie uh company should uh, maybe that's controversial. I don't know, but I think you should be reading everything that's coming, especially before the movie comes out. Maybe after you don't care as much, but before the movie comes out, you should be reading everything that happens. And if there's stuff out there that's spoiling stuff, they say, "All right, that person and that that outlet, you don't get any more credentials. You're not seeing any of my movies anymore." And I think that kind of, to me, would quench a lot of this. I what I what the feeling I get is that the pe- the the same people will keep getting invited to the same thing, and therefore there's no fear for spoiling stuff. And there's not any repercussions because I, I I felt like I feel like this is becoming kind of a recurring theme for Marvel movies, particularly recently with oh stay off the internet you know two weeks before because there's spoilers out. It's like how is that even possible? And, it's, it's and the it should, definitely Marvel. shouldn't be coming from be freaking honest. major trades. That these trades work hand in hand with Marvel. Like there's no excuse for a variety of review to be giving away Marvel plots. Come on. I don't I don't think that Marvel should include. Post credits tags or post credit scenes. I agree with that. Readings. I don't think they need. I think, to that's, be, a, I think that's, that's a. Cool. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, you I know? agree with that. And if you feel like you don't like you like the movie because of a post credit scene, then watch it again. And, yeah. And tell me if it changes your opinion when the movie comes out. Right. But I, you know, that that that'll that'll uh, quell yeah, major I, I, major spoilers. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, there I may feel, be some, still like certain Mark, things that happen within the movie, but yeah. You know, if you're like, if you're worried that there's gonna be some hint to a, a future movie or something like that, right? Don't, don't I mean, put that a. I 100% agree with. Yeah, I people feel like they should, should be yeah. leaving that in because of uh, if the movie's bad, maybe that'll be like an extra, extra right. add some spice for the right. critics or whatever. Right. That, that's where that's why a lot of people go to these movies <laughs> to see that, see that post credit scene. Right. But my, exactly. if you're a critic, you should that shouldn't be your. It shouldn't matter. That shouldn't be. Right. I only I'm only going to see what the post credit. <laughs> so why why are you in? Why are you here? Yeah. And then there there are those you know post credit scenes. That I guess shed light more into what the actual movie was. Like you know, yeah. like, it, you it, know, Spider Man Far Far From Home. If you don't see the post credit scene, I mean, you're like, like it, it well, changes the whole yeah. movie. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm um, saying. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I think there is. I think that's like an example where like I think a critic should see that scene. I think right. it makes other things in the movie make sense, where some things, 
maybe they fly over your head, but they kind of don't make sense, especially when you get the context of the, the post-credit scene. So, uh, but I do agree on it for the most part, though. When you, especially when you have post-credit scenes that are leading more towards what's happening for the future, I don't think you had to show it. I think that you could just hold off on that. Like, the Venom post-credit scene definitely didn't have to be shown in uh, in a movie theater. Um, but, you know, v- Sony was like, yeah, I can't review it until <laughs> the day it comes out. So, it, then I think that that's draconian. So, it's, it's right. you know, it's... it's it's not. There's no perfect answer, but um, but yeah, the, you know, to the people, shout out to the great people who've been out there doing reviews and doing coverage of this film and not spoiling anything. Um, uh, it's been great. Uh, the people who have, like, come on, be you're better than that. But uh, I want to talk about uh, particularly one part about this film. You know, that embargo has been lifted, and while the movie right now, Eternals, uh, has uh, a certified fresh score on Rotten Tomatoes, reactions are coming a bit more mixed than what we saw at the premiere last week. So right now, there are 68 reviews in. The movie currently sits at a 72% score, with many critics pra- praising the movie for its visuals and its charismatic protagonist, but others complaining about the movie being bogged down by too many moving parts and a complicated plot. So, Sham, do some of these negative responses concern you, especially given what we heard a couple weeks back? Um, uh, no. Uh, honestly, okay. these negative responses don't concern me at all. Um, okay. Uh, for a couple reasons. So first of all, I think the score is just high enough to where it's a little bit outside of my oh, you know. So the score is, but it's about high enough. So most of the review people, most people or critics, I guess, do view the movie favorably, even if it's not wow. You know, even if they're like oh, you know, I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and that's good enough for me. Um, you know, to the point where I'm like, I, I want to see it. It's in the Marvel universe, so it'll even just as being a connection to that. And it's not a bad movie. Um, so, uh, and and also the negative, the or I, I honestly, I'll put negative in quotation marks of quote unquote negative uh, reactions. Um, what they're saying are things that I enjoy that mm. they didn't enjoy. Right. Um. So I was kind of you know, heavy, the plot, you know, a lot of, one thing I heard, I I seen is is a lot of talking, a lot of explaining how the world became how it is. And I'm like, good. (laughs) I was like, I like movies like Interstellar and other, there's not much happening (laughs) in the movie. I mean, some stuff happens and when it does, it's cool. But a lot of it is just kind of experience what is happening, you know? And this seems to be along those lines. Uh, someone, someone else I know, uh, or actually no, not just someone. So Robert Meyer Burnett, actually, who, who you know, shout out to John Campia show, I guess. Yes. Um, uh, but he compared it to uh, Prometheus uh, mm-hmm. from the Alien franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, which, it, but he said this actually achieved what Prometheus was trying to do. You know, where Prometheus he thought it was kind of like you know, uh, but but it's a, it's. It's like a whole, it's like a, it's much more, it's not just an action movie. It's not just, you know, oh, go here, you know, beat up these people or whatever. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm all for it. I am, I am all for it. I am not at all discouraged by any of these negative things. All the negative things I see are people that just don't like this kind of movie. Mm. And, you know, that's cool. Um, but I'm, that it just getting me, gets me more excited. It sounds even more like something that I want to see. So what's interesting, it was interesting to me, Kendall, is I feel like I keep hearing 
the same thing but complete contradictions. So I keep hearing some people say this movie is super, super comic booky, and it might not be for you if you're not into this kind of thing. Lots of people saying here and saying this is nothing like something you, that's very comic booky at all, and that's right. why why I didn't like it. Nothing so, like a Marvel movie. Yeah, especially nothing like Marvel is what I heard a lot too. So that's really fascinating to me that somehow people are coming with uh, a conclusion that makes leads them to maybe not like it by saying completely opposite things. Well, yeah. What what that sounds like, assuming that these people aren't seeing two different movies or that they're not looking at these movies. I, they're I not certainly hope not. From two, yeah, no, right? From two completely different lenses. Two completely different lenses. And they're, if they're seeing the same, a similar thing, then I'm assuming that it's almost like it's... The movie, yes, the movie is not like most Marvel movies, not like most movies in the MCU, but that the movie's a little it might be a little inside baseball for the average uh for the average mm. moviegoer. In that there may be some references or some characters or some you know or maybe some, some world building concepts. That, yeah. Yeah, world building that may not may the average moviegoer may be like, why do I care about this? What does it have to do with Iron Man? Right, you know right. what it has yeah. to do with the the MC, larger MCU, um, and look, that's that's the risk you play with the Eternals. Um, Guardians didn't really have that problem because I don't really think that they tried to do that. No. It was a character movie, but it wasn't about you know world building. It wasn't about world building, you know, mm-hmm. and and so you know I don't know. I mean, I'll, obviously we'll have to see the movie before we really dive into that. Uh, but what I will say is that just from a broader sense. Um, it's early. The movie hasn't, you know, all, the audiences haven't seen this movie yet, but, um, they, you know, I think the early, the early excitement for Marvel may have been a little over the top. I think so too. You know, and I haven't seen the movie. Maybe I'll come away and see, saying this is a, this is a masterpiece and this is, you know, a, it's just pure cinematic genius. But, um, it seemed the the early word was that they thought that this was you know a best picture type of movie, right? Uh, they were which excited. to be which to be fair, I mean it doesn't mean it can't be that. Still, I mean we've seen yeah, right, right. Ryan Tomato Ryan Tomato scores on some you know best picture nominees that were just kind of meh, you know. Uh, yeah, but you know the Academy likes it for whatever reason, and then you know it gets the kind of praise it gets. So you know just to say I don't I don't I don't want to make it sound like sound like you know it's like oh there's no way it's it's gonna be on that level but it doesn't look good it will be controversial if it's a nod like that sure given that amongst in comparison to the other movies in the same universe it doesn't seem like it's that universally liked correct um and so because of that at the very least it would be a very controversial it wouldn't be a unanimous thing where it's like of course this this is you know even if if even if because I think we could have all told you, look, I don't think it's, people are going to come away saying that Eternals is their favorite MCU movie, like unanimously, it's number one. But that it could be from a from a general cinematic standpoint, a masterpiece, and that it, those you could argue those two different things. But the Rotten Tomato score kind of suggests that you know, a lot of these critics just view it not in an MCU lens, but just in a movie making right. lens. In a movie making lens, the movie isn't unanimously loved. It's right. gonna be hard to, it's gonna be hard to sell it. Um, but I, again, I'll have to see the movie to 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 really a- analyze that. But that it's that's not, you know, I don't think that's anything to go crazy about. You know, that's a high bar. They were they were very excited about it. Um, doesn't mean that any of the specific specific performances 
won't get nods. I mean, Joker wasn't right. nominated for Best Picture, but Joaquin Phoenix won, you right. know, Best Actor. So, you know, this, you know, those things can change. But, um, but early the early returns haven't been great on that front, which again is a high bar. It's like saying, you know, yeah, I thought our guy was going to be in the Heisman Trophy candidate, you know, you know, conversation. He's not, but we're still going to make the playoff. You know, it's you know, it's like. Or, or saying, like, you know, I thought we were going to win that championship. We didn't. But, you know, the running back did run for 2,000 yards. So he's going to. Right. Or you say it. Trophy, no. that it was, it was <laughs> a successful season. Right. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I, I saw a uh, shout out to uh, 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 Richard. Uh, I think his name is Richard Newby on Twitter. Um, I'll make sure I get his name right. But he, he you know, he, he, first of all, I think he's one of the best, uh, you know, kind of commentators on this, uh, on this kind of medium with superhero movies. And Works. he kind of mentioned a interesting kind of thought you know for him he's like you know the fact that there's this mixed review actually makes him more excited to see it because kind of he thinks the internet <laughs> that's an interesting way of looking at it so he says he feels like the internet because of and i it kind of lends into my whole you know one day i'll go on my manifesto i've done it on sports talk about staying culture i haven't really done it much on on hero talk which is shocking honestly but <laughs> anyway um but like it kind of does lend into the stand culture kind of thing where he's like the internet has Get, created this, I created this medium and this kind of thought process where there is no room. There actually, even though technically it's supposed to be a place where people should be able to debate and critique and things like that, it's actually become a place where that's kind of frowned upon, and groupthink comes into play, and it's all we either all hate something or we all love something, and the fact that this movie is challenging that in this way, but it is still skewing positive, actually may be very compelling because maybe this is something very unique and very different and perhaps maybe ahead of its time. Um, I think that that's a very interesting way to look at it. I've kind of, I guess the way I've kind of looked at these reviews, which I mean, again, a 72 score is pretty good. You know, usually that'll come down, but that's going to stay certified fresh. I think it would shock me if it fell to below certified fresh after the movie comes out. I think for me, what I'm, what I'm thinking may have happened here is a couple of things. There's either one, this movie tried to not be like a Marvel movie. And in doing so, maybe they succeeded. But because this is not what Marvel normally does, maybe they kind of didn't get all the kinks out. And maybe there's some issues, some things that maybe if you're judging this like you would judge Dune, for example, or something like that, maybe you say, okay, there, there are things. And I'm not saying Dune's perfect at all. And, that, and it's not a commentary on Dune. I'm just saying that kind of movie. Um where you say, okay, well, in order to get that kind of, like, Oscar-like talk, here are some things that you guys did that really didn't work. Um, or it could be, you know, that people were expecting something more superhero-y in, in, in the way that we think, and that we didn't, they didn't get that, and they were immediately just turned off. That It sounds like it's more like that from the reviews I'm hearing, and that, you know, Sham seems to kind of come to that same conclusion as well. And that doesn't that doesn't surprise that doesn't concern me as much. The only concern I think I have coming out of this is, I think we all agreed that they had to make it very clear that this movie was important that it mattered. Um, I've heard that the 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 post credit seats are excellent, that they're major, but I really haven't seen anyone make a great case. Even the people that liked it, that said why this movie had to be made. But we think about all the Marvel heroes we would have loved to have seen. Before we got Eternals, and it's literally almost anyone. <laughs> you know, I'm keeping it 100. Like, 
you know, you know, the Eternal and, and Jack Kirby's the worlds that he created. Like they certainly have their fandom, and there are millions of people out there. But when we think of Marvel heroes, they're not even C list. So there are a lot of other people we like to have seen before. So we kept saying, okay, well, if they're doing Eternal, then they got to be doing something that's got to be big and got to make sense. And I haven't heard anybody make that case yet, even in the positive reviews of why I needed to see this. And again, right now. hopefully that's because hopefully that's because the people like they can't. are just are just like, hey, we're gonna keep this. Yeah, they know, don't want to keep spoilers, secret. right? It's it's but it's possible. Knowing knowing the that 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 community, I just don't think I I don't think yeah yeah. I, earth shattering, earth shattering. Right. We would have gotten out, and maybe some of the stuff has gotten out, but right in terms of even just in movie stuff beyond post-day. yeah and I, yeah yeah and beyond just like telling the the details of what happened, just saying this movie is crazy because it does something that is that's gonna change everything. Yeah. I haven't felt that Kevin Feige is a fan. I haven't heard anything. Right. Yeah, he said that this was going to change everything. I yeah. haven't seen any evidence of that yet. Now, I haven't seen any spoilers either, so fair is fair. Maybe their evidence is out there, and I'm trying to avoid the spoilers. But that's just my that's my only kind of pause. Is okay, this movie end up, may end up being pretty good, but we may end up asking, why did I see this? Kind of like what we did with Black Widow. Black Widow was almost the same thing. Outside of the fact that, you know, we all know who Black Widow is. But, like, it was like, all right, why this movie now? And, like, we were like, oh, well, it's got to be something, some great story that we just have to know that's going to be very important moving forward. At the end, eh, not really. It, it was a cool story. Some good action. It was great seeing, you know, a character that we knew. We got introduced to some new characters we like. It was cool. Did I need to see Black Widow at that point in time? Did they have to see that show that movie that then? Besides maybe Did they have to hold it for a year? Right. Did that have to be held for a year? Jesus, it had to be held for a year. Yeah, not it have to be shown in theaters. And then even to still be have the dual release on Disney Plus. Uh I, I don't I didn't see that. <laughs> and and, and I, I feel like I'm kind of hearing that with Eternals. So that part is a little annoying. Cause it's like, man, okay. You know, was basically was 2020 supposed to be kind of a, a, a kind of like a down year? Like, did they kind of anticipate saying, "All right, we're gonna just chill, give them a couple of cool movies, just tell some cool stories," and 2021? That's what it feels like, again. right? I mean, it so, feels it definitely feels like that was supposed to happen, Kendall. Yeah, I agree. Let's be, let's be fair. We still got Spider Man coming out, right? That's true. And that we'll we'll know in a couple mm-hmm. weeks how big that's gonna be. Yeah, have a better idea, but um, but if that's as big as we think it's gonna be, then these will all be just tune-ups. Now, again, Shang Chi also was obviously that was an action movie. That was a that was a very good movie, yeah. Um, but these were all these are all seem a lot more. I don't want to say grounded because you know the Eternals probably won't be grounded, but just like you said, not not a. you know, and we and we've been calling for Shang Chi. Like that's a little bit different because that's a movie we wanted. You know what I'm saying? Like we wanted to see them do yeah, Shang Chi. They wanted they they did plan to do that. You know when they were doing movies like Daredevil and right. Uh, you know during that era, you know they had planned. They had, one of these studios had had a Shang Chi movie planned that fell right. through. But when it came um, to so when it came to doing a, a prequel Black Widow, again prequel. Not we wanted a solo Black Widow. We didn't necessarily want. We did not want a sequel. Nobody called for that. And then doing Eternals. Nobody asked for those movies. People did want to see 
a new Shang-Chi be introduced. That was something that was, was called for. So, and again, remember, the schedule got all messed up. I'm going back from the original schedule. And I remember it was going to be Widow and then Eternals. And that was going to be, that was going to hold down 2020 after the monster that was Endgame. And I kept saying, these are some interesting movies to choose coming off of Endgame. Obviously, of course, they did have Far From Home. But these are some interesting movies that come from after Endgame for the next year. Is this going to be enough? And that's that's the question I have right now. Now, I again, I've not seen Eternals. Um, there are some people who absolutely love this movie, and I do say again, there are two. Uh, there's a mid credit scene, a post credit scene. These they're both supposedly fire. I'm just keeping. I'm gonna preface everything I'm saying by saying that. But I, uh, we get to a point though where I'm not going to the movie theater to see a post credit scene. I'm going to the movie theater to see a movie. You know, at least that's what it should be. You know what I'm saying? So, so I think that's just important to point out. Yeah, I mean it's interesting how um, because because that's not flavor that's not that's not factoring into how I'm thinking about the movie at all. I just right. think it's interesting how we're kind of putting these these Marvel movies now to be like, okay, so why did this need to be made? How is this connecting to the rest? We, of the I think we do that for the movies that and, and, are and questionable. And I know decisions. it's in reaction to what Feige said because he's saying right. these things. Also, I, I think what EJ saying is it's not necessarily every Marvel movie as much as right. it is. The, the ones where we question, who was asking for this? Right. Like, Guardian, for example. We were asking, who was asking for a Guardian right. of the Galaxy movie? Right. And then when you saw it, you're like, now nah, I see why they, they made this movie. Right. You know, whereas with, like EJ mentioned, with Black Widow, no one's really asking for it at that time. Right. But we all expected, oh, scrolls, or it's got to be something. There's got to be a reason. And, and you watch the movie, and it's kind of just a setup. It was just... You know, and that's pretty much it. And, and I guess set up Hawkeye. But, and we'll see with Eternals, but that doesn't seem to have, as far as we know, anything like that yet. Yeah, I think it's a double-edged sword of having such a grid, such a good shared universe is that. Yeah, facts. not everything is going to be, you know, how's this going to connect to the You know, or whatever. Maybe it's not really going to. Yeah. A little bit, you know? Maybe it's going to be, this seems much more like it's going to be a prequel. And I think the Disney Plus series will also they're also going to have to probably deal with that as well. Oh, absolutely. People are going to start asking why, yeah. why, why, so why did they make Moon Knight? Yeah. Why is, is she Hulk? Yeah. A thing? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because people she are, people already have a million questions about Soka. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Sort of stuff. De- may definitely want to hold that She-Hulk uh, thought in a couple. Yeah, I think we may have an idea. For, us, for, a se- for a segment after this next one. So, um, let's talk about the Spider-Man uh, uh, No Way Home film. So, uh, the the Spider-Man rollout is officially underway as the mega Spider-Man movie is featured as the cover story for Empire Magazine. In the article, director John Watts uh, compares the film to an Avengers movie, saying it is, quote, Spider-Man Endgame. Meanwhile, Tom Holland said he was excited when the movie was pitched to him, but was skeptical Marvel and Sony would be able to pull it off, saying uh, he wasn't sure they'd be able to, quote, get everyone to do what they needed to do, uh, but was amazed that they actually were able to do it. Uh, Kevin Feige said it's been a mind-blowing experience working on this Spider-Man film that's including Alfred Molina while also working with Sam Raimi as he finishes up uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness saying, quote, everything we do at Marvel is based on a small group of people sitting around a table going, wouldn't it be cool if? The multiverse was always a part of that because it's such a big part of the stories in the comics. Um, so we've also getting plenty of stills from this film as well, Sham. Uh, are there any tidbits coming out of this film from this article and some other stuff coming out this week that have uh, 
particularly stood out to you? Um. Uh, so I'm gonna be honest. I haven't really seen much from it. Um, in, just in terms of like the the stuff that's been coming out. I mean, I know that I saw that Empire mm-hmm. basically had a whole a whole big thing on on no on um uh No Way Home, but I hadn't I hadn't uh hadn't really I hadn't really seen any anything seen or heard anything from it. Maybe it's just because I haven't really been um you know paying too much attention um to it. Um, but, uh, I think yeah, at, large, at this point, I, no, yeah, I was but, just going to say the large, I feel like the larger Spider-Man thing at this point is just show me, show me, the two, show me the trailer, show me the other two Spider-Man. Yeah. Where, like, where's, um, uh, uh what's his name? Defoe. Yeah. You where's know? Defoe? Show me Defoe. Or where's Garfield? Where's Maguire? Then anything else you say is like Charlie Brown. I mean, do you, I mean, I mean, do you feel that way? Kind of, do you feel like right now we're kind of just in a, uh, kind of a holding pattern? It's a waiting period. Now? Yeah. I haven't been. I, I I'm similar to Shamar. I haven't been super locked in on all the Spider Man stuff because. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's waiting for Eternals. Yeah, I the only the, the Spider Man thing that I'm locked in on is when are we getting trail. When is the next trail? Yeah, Daniel, that's that's Daniel that's Daniel that's the tweets. Yeah, I feel like it seems like every every other day, Kendall's Kendall. Yeah, I'm updating about, you. Like we're supposed to get the trailer uh, in a couple when, weeks. When's the trailer? When's the Spider Man trailer gonna <laughs> drop? And I'm like, I'm just waiting for Eternals. You're talking yeah. about Spider Man. Yeah. Um. But but. I mean the, the the end game stuff and what Holland said about you know oh, I we I wasn't sure they'd be able to pull it off. I mean, again, just just show me Garfield, show me Maguire. <laughs> so do you want? So do you want to see? Do, so so the question then goes to: Do you want to see this in the trailer? In the movie. Do Do you want to see that in the trailer? Would you prefer to see that in the movie? Yeah, if we they are it. in it, we gotta see it in yeah, the trailer. We gotta see it in the trailer. We uh, we gotta see. And it. maybe Ooh. I'm being maybe I'm being like. So define we gotta see it. What if you see okay new new Spider Man footsteps walking up to Holland? Is that is that is that you seeing it? Does that would would that would that satisfy the the, the whole you know Wolverine you know in in Apocalypse or Vader and Rogue One? Ah, or do you have to see Garfield and Maguire? They can't do the pumpkin thing again. Oh, we see we saw the pumpkin bomb. Who owner who that is? You know, I, I, well, I kinda... well, okay. You say Garfield Maguire though. What if you, you know, what if they show Defoe? I mean, that's is that good enough? If they hold, I gotta the see two it all. I mean, I, I'm not saying I want to spoil the movie. Show me the the, the climax. So right I don't now. need to see Daredevil. <laughs> We're assuming Daredevil in this movie. And EJ, you mentioned you mentioned the 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 comment that Holland had yes. about the fourth the the fourth hero, the mystery hero. Yeah, the, yeah. There was a comment where. Um, Holland says at one point that there is this quote jaw dropping scene involving Peter, Aunt May, Happy, and a fourth character who he could not reveal. He says they're all sitting at a table talking about what it means to be a hero, and that you know he said Tom Holland said he he watched it with his brother and they both were in awe and their jaws were on the floor. Then he guesses. Don't we dare that, maybe. So you think so you think that so you think that's Daredevil? Don't we murder? You're convinced that. So, so Murdoch has has his jaw on the floor. That's the only part. Where I'm no, like, no, no, not not that Murdoch has jaw on the floor. That him and his brother Tom watched the scene. No, over right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I don't know if Murdoch. Yeah, so just Murdoch being character. on screen is causing them to have their jaw on the floor. Oh, I, I right. don't know. Maybe Holland is. You love the Netflix show just as much as everybody else, but you know, like he's not. He's not a. Uh, I don't know Steve Rogers. You know, he's not like a household name. You know, of a character. So that's the only part that I'm, I'm skeptical about. Either that or it's, to, it's Tobey Maguire. 
Like it's one of the two. Can I give you a second, a a, a third, and probably the worst of all guests if it is this person? Yeah. Yeah. Like a hologram, like a hologram or something. Like Tony somehow left a message for Peter if, like, you know, he ever got in a situation where he didn't know what to do and, like, happy. Because I think about the people that are with him. It's happy in Aunt May. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. all right, who would make sense in the sit down now? Of course, either of the Spider Men would definitely work in that scenario. But I mean, happy being there kind of, kind of makes me kind of, you know, kind of raise my eyebrow. Like, well, who else would be there? And it's like, well, I mean, you know, I think Donnie wouldn't wouldn't mind, especially considering how big this move supposed to be. He wouldn't mind shooting some kind of hologram of himself talking to Peter, and especially when it comes to you know learning what it means to be a hero. I mean, that is his mentor. So that yeah, is actually sure. my that is actually my guess. I not say that that I don't think that those other guys are in the movie, but I think that this scene he's talking about is Tony Stark. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I prefer other alternatives. I prefer every alternative except besides this. But I think that's what's, what what he's talking about. Yeah, uh, the only but, I mean, I mean, man. it'd still be cool seeing Downey. You know, it's never. Oh yeah, never, be awesome. I'm happy to see Downey. Um, yeah. as Iron Man. So, you know. I yeah, I mean I I'm can I, I would say I'm definitely not on your level where it's like I you so know, if they I don't yeah that's what I was gonna ask if, if you guys aren't uh, no if they don't show McGuire and Garfield you guys I know don't. there's gonna be people in the streets you know so saying, here's the thing can we want Garfield so here's why sad. here's why listening to 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 these words from these guys I know you, both of you guys feel like these statements were kind of mundane unless we see something which is a fair assessment I think a lot of people will feel the same way but here's why I think some of these statements do matter. Because I hear him say Spider-Man Endgame. And that, you know, this is his Spider-Man Endgame. Well, what made Endgame Endgame? Essentially, the last act. The last act is what makes Endgame Endgame. And it's not until that last act where we see all the heroes return that we get this crazy, epic moment. We never saw Tom Holland in an Endgame trailer. We never saw Black Black Panther in an Endgame trailer. We never saw... Um, any of that returning here. We didn't see Falcon. We didn't see a Winter Soldier. We didn't see Hope Van Dyne. We didn't see Scarlet Witch or at that time Wanda Maximoff. We didn't see any of them. So, and yet there was no doubt or no concern about, oh, you know, should I see Endgame? You know, we all win regardless. So I say that to say, I don't, I don't think that, I think that the strategy will be similar in terms of the, the marketing campaign, I don't think that's necessarily needed that they ha- absolutely have to have those guys in the trailer. Cause I think that what made that end game and fi- anything special was we did not see it. Like we didn't see any hint that that was going to happen, that they were going to literally combine pretty much everyone that's been in the Marvel universe. So have them all fight Thanos's army to try to, you know, restore or save the world. The world had been restored, but realistically speaking, it. Do you think that they, and we've had this conversation before, but now we're getting closer to the movie, do you think that they have to show them? That they will? Like, you know, from their perspective? Which um... I have to find... The, oh, okay. All right. I, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say no. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to say no. Speaking, I think they have to. I'm going to say no because I think that they have, they have some cards in their deck that if they drop, will be, I think will do, do enough. You see William Defoe and Jamie Foxx, I think people know what time it is. And I think at that point, that's when people say, okay, I got I got to plug in. And right. this is kind of crazy. And I think that the, the, the sweaties, shout out to, you know, the, the late 
John Schnepp, you know, the Smarks, I think that they will kind of realize, they'll be upset, but I think they'll realize, if I see this movie, there's a great chance I'm going to be satisfied by seeing, and, you know, Maguire and, and, and uh, Garfield. And when they show up, it's going to be among the most epic returns in the history of cinema. And I'm willing to go that far, by the way. If they don't show up in any trailer, and Tobey Maguire is in the Spider-Man suit, in that freaking movie, that's going to be one of the greatest returns in the history of movie making. And the only way you spoil that is if you put it in the trailer. So I think, Marvel, I think Marvel and Sony They're are going to see the forest through the trees. And probably, plenty, probably even your average theater. There's mm-hmm. going to be audible reactions. Gonna audible, be, I mean, um, I, I, might, I might be in tears. I, I was in tears when I watched yeah, the end game. Yeah, there will be. So I, I mean, I, I think I'll be in tears if those, if, if I mean, I'm, I, I, you know, Garfield was good. Uh, I don't hate him like other people. I <laughs> some, there are those truthers who say he's the best Spider-Man. I think that's insane. Uh, I'm not there. He was a good Spider-Man. He was fine. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> Maguire, though, that's my childhood. So if he shows up, it's a wrap. Um, so, like, and I think for a lot of people, when he shows up, that's going to be, that's going to be it. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be like if Downey showed up as Iron Man, you know, 20 years from now. Like, that, like, right. he, he's, he's that, for my childhood, he's that dude. So, so in terms of that iconic, you know, superhero, Especially action since hero it, guy. It's almost beyond Downey or Jackman. Because he only he only did three movies, and he and he was like, contained only to the the small box of Sony, right? Like we you know have such saying? a we have we have such a small sample size. Like Jackman, we have ten movies with Jackman. So if we see Jackman <laughs> Multiverse of Madness, it'll be cool, but it won't be like oh my gosh, you Jackman yeah. playing We've seen him so many times. Yeah, it'd be like this. This would be like if, you know Biggie came back in the dead. You know, right? You know, <laughs> you know we only we only got two albums. We only like, got two albums. I mean, honestly, this is kind of what people's reaction. This is different. He's not as iconic, but this is why people are so excited about Anakin Skywalker coming back with Hayden Christensen. Yes, because it's such a small sample size of him even playing the character. Yeah, that like we haven't it's seen this guy to, in over a decade. Still, yeah, exactly. You know, and not nearly as universally loved as McGuire, <laughs> certainly. But obviously, over time, the feelings have, have evolved, and you know, the Clone Wars really helped out his 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 own image, but. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think McGuire has, you know, I mean, this would be almost unprecedented, you know, in terms of the iconic status, you know, with such a, with such a small amount of movies, you know, I guess, I mean, honestly, it's like Chadwick Boseman, you know? And I think um, that all those cases we're making is why, you know, it's, it's a reason why you put him in the trailer and it's the reason why you don't put him in the trailer. It just really now yeah. all depends on what Marvel and Sony value. I don't think they're going to be able to hold. I mean, I think what Shamari's presenting. Is okay, here's here's one thing that we have not presented. What if they what? show one of them, but not both of them? That seems. Well, so I think what Shamari said, what, if they show a foot of another Spider-Man costume, <laughs> maybe they don't show both feet, you know, or maybe you don't show both, you know, pair of pairs of feet. Whereas like, you know, or you, you don't show both hints that they're both in it. Uh, I think if you just show one of them fully, obviously it's got to be Maguire. Um, but you kind of, I don't know if that even worth it at that point. You know, if you're going to show them, you might as well show them both. You yeah, make the money. I mean, I think in a normal box office environment, and maybe we're even already getting closer to that, but I think in a normal box office environment, maybe they feel like we can hold it. You know, we're gonna make a billion dollars anyway. 
But now that, you know, these things are a little more volatile, even movies that are projected to do well sometimes struggle. I am actually very curious how this movie will do in the box office. I think this might be the most curious box office one to watch since, I, I would say, since the pandemic. I mean, it'll it'll be, it'll be break the record. It Just the question is for me is, will is this do Yeah, what? I mean, I think that there's a case to be made that in a normal setting, this movie makes close to $200 million in its opening weekend. You would think, yeah. $200 million is like the, the holy grail, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we haven't seen anything close to that. Not to say that we've had necessarily movies that maybe should hit that number. No. But I'm just saying, we've seen nothing close to that. But if there's any chance, but like, this is, again, if there's any movie you need to see from Marvel right now, this is the film. So I would be fascinated to see if they're able to make that jump. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if they would or if they will be able to. The good but, sign, but that 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 uh that that number is going to be huge. The best sign is that the 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 best, the best movie so far opening weekend is Venom. So yeah, oh yeah, you know. And so if Venom did so well, we know Spider Man is going to do well. Um, yeah. And it doesn't sound like there's any sort of controversy in any you know, particularly in China. Uh, but we've like it reportedly had with Eternals and some of these other movies that didn't even yeah. released. But yeah, no, this is going to be um, this is going to be a I mean it's going to be a huge huge movie. This the next trailer, the next trailer is going to be I think the most viewed trailer maybe of all time. Um, if it has the Spider Man, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't. But I mean, if it, if it has Spider Man, I definitely agree. If it has a Spider Man. I can't say for sure if it doesn't. If it doesn't, yeah, maybe so. I will say I'd be shocked if if it has both Spider Man in it. I would expect I, I would expect it to. to be You'd be really surprised right. if it's not. I I would be. I would be a, at least a little surprised if it has <laughs> both Spider Man, <laughs> McGuire. I'm up, I already know. I'm watching Garfield at shows least ten up. times. If they're in it, I'm watching it fifty times. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I just <laughs> make sure it breaks the right. <laughs> need to find that. Um, need to find that. Uh, Michael Cohen me. Is that how many times? Quite a few times. Fifty yeah. times more. Hundred times more. 200 times more 500 yeah. times uh probably that that's yeah. how that's how you guys sound talking about a potential uh trailer including Garfield and Maguire you know, I mean, it's it, it's it's a it's a interesting conundrum Marvel is I mean, it's a good conundrum if you have the goods you know either way you're going to win but again it's that do you hold and set up the best you know the, the most epic third act return of a character in maybe the history of movies or do you Put him in the trailer, ensure the bag that maybe that is that two hundred million dollar opening that I think could be possible for this film, um, still in a pandemic, and secure it, but then maybe lose some of the steam of the surprise. It's, it, it, you know, I don't know if necessarily you can go wrong, but it's a question of what they value at that point. I told Kendall earlier to hold the comment or the thought regarding She Hulk because we had some very interesting news regarding the Hulk franchise. Now we have not seen. Marvel Studios Hulk project since 2008's Incredible Hulk, but a rumor is going around that could change just that because according to uh, Geeks Worldwide, a World War Hulk movie is reportedly in development and could be shooting as early as next year. Now, the, f- the website claims the film's plot would play out following the events of the She-Hulk project, which, is, of course, is a Disney Plus series that will be coming out probably sometime next year. So 
I toss this one to Kendall. Do you buy the validity of the report? And if so, what do you kind of make of them going this route with Hulk? Uh, I mean, in terms of the validity, um, I guess, I don't know, sometimes I go back and forth. Sometimes I'm the guy that's like, I don't believe it. And sometimes, you know, you've got to you gotta chalk it up to us. This is what they're saying. This is what they're saying. I mean. Yeah, more often than not, can you're the skeptic. Yeah, yeah. Typically, yeah, I probably am the skeptic. Said this. Yeah. Um, this is this is one of those reports that's harder to disprove because they can say it's an active development, but if it never comes out, they can just say, yeah, they they nixed it. But uh, I tend to think that. I, look I, again. I'll just play. I'll play with what they're telling me. I'll say they they're being true. I have no reason to believe that they're making this up. That they're lying to me. So. Assuming that this is something that is an active development, uh, I think that this is a questionable, questionable decision. I won't say that it's it's a bad decision. Um, I've reiterated my stance on multiple occasions that I'm almost never gonna, you know, blast any movie for being announced or being made because it's just an it's another Marvel movie. You know, we have so many, there's so many, even if this one's not for me, the next one, maybe the next one will be. So, you know, uh, I mean, a a World War Hulk movie, it does sound great. It's not, I'm not worried about the concept um, as much as it is where we're at in the MCU. Does this make any sense? Um, In the comics, that is a story that uh, follows the events of Planet Hulk. Uh, and Hulk, you know, getting off his car and essentially going on his revenge tour. Um, yeah. What does that what does that mean with where we're at in the MCU? Mark Ruffalo, you know, I don't know. Let's call it like it is. He's been, a, you know, uh, he's been, you know, a teddy bear. He's been Shrek. Your friendly neighborhood. Yeah, your friendly neighborhood. Friendly neighborhood Hulk. Can, can <laughs> Um, yeah. pretty basically. And so, you know, some and people love the character. I don't, I don't, I, I Mark Russell has done a great job what he's been asked to do, but what is going to happen in, in She-Hulk that's going to make me think that Hulk's going to be on some, on, on some crazy rampage? Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe She-Hulk, maybe the, 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 the stakes are going to be raised in a way that I can't expect. I mean, WandaVision, obviously the way that ended, that led right into multiverse of madness where wanda at the beginning certainly not wanda at the end um you know falcon and winter soldier falcon in the beginning is certainly not you know falcon at the end so you know so maybe maybe that'll be the case where ruffalo's going into she hulk a completely different character that he then he then he leaves but story-wise there is nothing that 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 suggests that this would be a story they would do they've had no hints um and there's not really a story that makes sense right now. So, from that standpoint, it's questionable if this is what this is what's happening. Um, but I don't know how you guys feel. Question uh, with the word coming from Kendall Sham. Do you agree? Uh, I mean, I mean, I would, I would have to, um, agree. I mean, it's, I mean, is it, is it possible? Sure, likely. I mean, I don't know. Um. You know, and again, this isn't me trying to throw shade at Keith Worldwide. I'm sure their sources are, are, um, and I and I never throw shade at any of these places. Their sources probably believe what they're saying, 
you know, I'm not saying that they're right. being fed lies or that they're making things up or anything like that. But it's They've just been on Facebook a little too long. <laughs> <laughs> been on 4chan, you know, or wherever, wherever they get these rumors from. Honestly, Facebook and 4chan nowadays. <laughs> yeah, what's the difference? Um, maybe Facebook's worse, you know, maybe. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I agree with Kendall with everything that Kendall said. I mean, um, I don't, I don't really see where World War, um, World War Hulk fits uh in the mcu i mean this this hulk it's hard for me to see this hulk being that being that crazed right you know i mean they would have to um they would have they would have to um they would have to change him like a lot and i mean to be completely honest i don't know um they may have to make him him stronger too I mean, this Hulk. I mean, Hulk. They nerfed the, him a little bit. Hulk in the comics. I mean, just go watch a death battle. Yeah, go watch uh, the Screw Attack video. Go watch a Screw Attack death battle with Hulk. Hulk yeah. can destroy worlds, destroy planets. <laughs> yeah, Broly versus Hulk. Broly versus Hulk. I mean, Hulk yeah. can regenerate. He can be split in half and regenerate. I mean, <laughs> his regenerative abilities are on par with Wolverine, if yeah. not better. I mean, Hulk is like in the comics is like an unstoppable. Yeah. Machine. This this Ruffalo Hulk is not that old. Right. If that was the case, Thanos this Ruffalo Hulk was taking out Thanos. He's at Thanos two piece two piece him. So barely able to beat the big guy, the big the big Black Order guy. <laughs> right. You know. So like this Hulk is not this is not that Hulk. So you know. So I don't know. I, I like this Hulk. For example, I wouldn't say Doctor Strange is gonna. Doctor Strange just has no chance against this Hulk. I mean, this Hulk is just so much rage. <laughs> so yeah. much power, you know. But so, so yeah. No, I, I, uh, you know, I. It's possible. I mean, they could create a storyline, but there's so Is much it, that would have it, to change. My question to you: I could see that Ed Norton Hulk. Ed Norton would have been perfect. That would have been perfect for you. That Hulk perfect. was just nothing but just rage and anger yeah. and destroying everything. And he looked the part yeah. too. He didn't look like an old cuddly Shrek Hulk. Nope. <laughs> that Hulk was out here trying to destroy everything. Nope. Yeah. So, but this Hulk. Does, is not like that at all, and, and on purpose. That's what. That's why they yeah, made had him to be an Avenger. They made him to be the Avengers Hulk. Right. And I'm like, all right, that's cool, but now you're making World you War. Watch, Hulk? You watch Hulk in the Ages of Smash. There is Ruffalo. There you go. That's Ruffalo. <laughs> you know, you watch any modern Hulk cartoon. He's, he's, he's Ruffalo. Wants to team up, but you know. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But can, I, can I, the, I, I can it seem can it seem like you had a question queued up for me? What do you got? Yeah, I was gonna ask you. Do you feel like this is a situation where, you know, the World War Hulk is a very popular comic book line, particularly in the Hulk franchise? Do you feel like this is a, a situation where Marvel is may use an aim, but, you know, maybe take principles from it, but it's not going to be what we know World War Hulk to be? It's a great point, and that's kind of where I was going to go talking about this. To answer your question is maybe. Um because I, I feel kind of many ways about this. One, do I think this is true? Yes. I'm going to say this is true for... Uh, here's the main reason why I think this is true. Because what has been kind of the persistent rumor, maybe of... I don't want to say... Maybe of the year, but definitely of like the summer and, and early fall. Regarding what Marvel is planning to do. For some reason, uh, the internet... Night. Right. The internet cannot stop talking about the Marvel Illuminati. We've been talking about it all year. Um, that Marvel has some kind of great plan for this Illuminati. 
I kept telling y'all, didn't the only reason why it didn't make sense was because the main story around the Illuminati that you would want to do is, is World War Hulk or Planet yeah, Hulk, right. right? And you really can't do Planet Hulk because they kind of already did Planet Hulk before. Yeah, it's called right. Ragnarok. And again, you can cut it. Exactly. And it was nothing like Planet Hulk, to be honest. And people <laughs> like Ragnarok. Hulk and Korg show. Right. People <laughs> like Ragnarok. I like Ragnarok. It's not a diss to the movie, but it's nothing like Planet Hulk. But the whole sending him to the car, him being by himself, him fighting in his gladiator battles, we've all done that. It's all happened. The impetus for that in the comics was him being sent off to his car basically to die. It was essentially... Him, when he returned, it was like when Mike returned after losing to the Orlando Magic and it came back and won 72 games. He took it personal. He took personal being sent off basically to die. And when he came back, he wasn't the same Hulk, just like Mike wasn't the same Mike. He had different energy. He was training different. He was working harder. He adjusted his game. He got in the right shape. He had a different mindset. His game had evolved. He was a different person when he, they, the Bulls went on that 72-win season in 96. The concept is similar with World War Hulk. It's not the Hulk that we... Definitely not the Hulk we've seen in the Marvel Studios iteration. It's not even the Hulk that you remember in the comics for the most part. This is a Hulk that is a master strategist. A stra- strategist? Because remember, this is a guy who's led a planet now. Yeah. Um, he's a military man. Like He, he now knows expert hand-to-hand combat he knows weapons like this is your worst nightmare this is hulk if he actually had some sense and took something personally and he had a lot to take personally he sent off to die then he gains a family and they're killed so he came back with a purpose there's just nothing that marvel has done to hint that something like that for Hulk is possible except for these little rumors we've heard about Marvel wants to do something with the Illuminati. Um, that's where the whole name comes in because I think what we'll have probably is if this does happen, the Illuminati does something to Hulk that maybe forces him to go on a worldwide Hulk tour, but it's not going to be the same as what we got in the comics. And I think Similar to Flashpoint, I think it's very dangerous you start using the word World War Hulk and you sell it very short. Because World War Hulk was piecing up everybody. He was piecing up Iron Man, piecing up Fantastic Four, piecing up the (laughs) X-Men, piecing up Captain America. Anybody that wanted to smoke got all of it. Yeah. If you're doing World War Hulk, am I going to see Spider-Man fight Hulk? Because that's what I'm supposed to see. Am I going to see uh, the Fantastic Four fight Hulk? Am I going to see Captain Marvel fight Hulk? I, I mean, are they going to build this like Civil War, uh, a Captain America Civil War? Because that's what they'd have to do. Yeah. From, they, no, and to, Marvel has a mix has a mixed history in terms of where yeah, the, their ability to deliver on that kind of thing. I mean, so literally, I, yeah, so literally I don't know. Kevin Feige had to had to jump in. This week, we heard that Kevin Feige had to jump in on that the Marvel creative team didn't want Captain America and Iron Man fighting. Kevin Feige had to pound his. We talked about it. Kevin Feige having to pound his, you know, hand on the table and say we got to do something. Apparently, he had to do that for 
Civil War. Thank know? God he did. Thank God he so, did. Yeah. They were a little worried. They're like, I don't know if you can have uh, our two heroes you know, fighting each other. It's like, reading comic books. Yeah, it's like, who, who the hell is uh, working at Marvel? <laughs> they don't understand the concept of Civil War. Um, now, I have I have two two things to propose real quick. Now, one, I feel like a better story, and this is something Kevin Feige actually worked on way back when, prior to maybe I don't know about prior, but prior to the to the more the recent MCU boom, he was I believe he got a produ- a producer credit on a little movie that was animated called Hulk Versus. Mm. And the 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 Hulk verse, we already got a Hulk and Thor story, but we haven't gotten a Hulk and Wolverine story yet. And, and in that in that project, the Hulk and Wolverine story was the main event. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that was that was why they did it. And you know, it's still one of my favorite superhero animated movies. I think it's one of the best ever, definitely. Yeah, and. I mean, it would be an interesting way to introduce Wolverine if mm-hmm. if you brought him into a Hulk movie. Um, I mean, isn't that his introduction in the comics? He's fighting Hulk. That's the first time we see him, I believe. I did. I did not know that. I'm I'm, I'm looking at it right now, but I'm almost certain. So that 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 is that would be an interesting way if you're saying we're gonna introduce some of these X Men characters in these different platforms. What if Wolverine? debuts in a in a Hulk movie. And what if he is trying to stop the Hulk? You know, like that would yeah, be Wolverine's would be fir- Wolverine's first appearance came in uh the the Incredible Hulk number issue number one eighty. Mm, EJ. Gotta get you on the movie and, uh, <laughs> Get me on the showdown man. showdown man. Shout out to Chris uh, and them. Yeah shout out to the Schmoes. Um yeah, they did that in uh, in uh, what's called Wolverine X Men. Wolverine X Men had a whole versus. They had a whole versus. They did. That was a very very good episode. Very good. I episode. watched. I actually watched it during the pandemic. Yeah, very very good stuff. I mean, I mean, I think. Look, I think all the all that would be cool. Um, they have a lot to do if they want to do a World War Hulk. Now, Hulk has to get stronger. They have to yeah. do something to buff him up. Oh, now lot. my theory on what the story is, and EJ's talking about the Illuminati. There's been some speculation slash reporting. We don't know what's true and what's not. But I'm wondering, is is Scar, or is Scar, rather, his son, in She-Hulk? And does maybe something happen to Scar that starts World War Hulk? Um... Scar and Shield? I don't know. I, we'd have to get a lot of leaps there to get there. I, now, yeah, I mean, I, how's that? I, I have an article <laughs> from the oh, wow, direct. You got, you got receipts? I got receipts. <laughs> but I had to check. I was like, is there, is there any talk about Scar being in the MTU? The direct claims they have an exclusive from June that said that Hulk's son to appear in She-Hulk Disney Plus series. Now, you tend to get these things where it's like, I don't think the masses knew that. Uh, but... You know, you look back and you're like, was Monica Rambo? Well, we knew Monica Rambo. But were certain, some of these characters supposed to be in this and that? And it's like, yeah, and you're out here connecting all these dots. You know, so I'm like, look, if Scar is going to be in She-Hulk, they haven't said anything about it publicly. But if Scar, mm-hmm. Scar is supposed to be in She-Hulk, and we're supposed to be in World War Hulk, and you're asking me, what is Hulk going to be attached to? 
There's too much going on in She-Hulk. That is not. There's a lot going. That's gonna. Yeah. That's gonna. That's gonna take away from yeah. She-Hulk. Yeah, it's gonna take. We're supposed to get all these different heroes it's like coming. Scar in. is gonna be in She-Hulk. Hulk's gonna be in She-Hulk. Abomination. Gonna, Abomination. World War Hulk is gonna come out of She-Hulk. Um, I thought the show was about She-Hulk. Yeah, it's supposed to be a 30 minute, you know, crime show. <laughs> uh, 30 minute, you know, Law and Order kind of joint. Um, so I don't know, EJ. What do you think about that? I mean, I, I, I know. Again, it's it's it. How are we getting there? You know, it's a son that he he had on Sakaar. That'd be a little that'd be a little weird, only because you know they kind of, I think in in Feige's own words that you know the Hulk's time on Sakaar, he's essentially like a he, he's like a kindergartner, like mentally. Right. So yeah, now yeah. you get into the eyes. Okay, like someone with that mind having children. Where do we go? How do we feel about that? I mean, that gets kind of a little bit a little gets a little bit murky, a little weird to me. Um. So, do how do I feel about it? I don't know. I, I'd actually feel much better if somehow he had a son on Earth. I think then, and that's saying possible. That the Hulk, that saying that the Hulk, the Hulk that I met on Sakar is a father. Like I don't know. Like I, I used to think, how do you get to? I mean, how do you get to the character? I mean, Star? I was, I was thinking he somehow goes gets goes off planet and then goes back there or goes somewhere else. Right, right. And then, and then we get the whole Planet Hulk Part Two, I guess. I don't and think we're gonna child. do that. That's the only way that that's the only way that I'm thinking either that or he has a child on her. That right. that those are really the only two. And it could be the Earth. It could be the Earth deal. Maybe they don't. Maybe they, maybe Scar in this in this MCU is kind of more like She Hulk, where he's more humanoid. You know, maybe he's not CGI. You know, or I mean, it's gonna be CGI involved, but maybe he's not like the Hulk, um, and he's more of a, a mix, mm-hmm. uh, a hybrid. Um, I you know, but if we're talking about making him like a hulkish like creature, like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if you could say Betty Ross is his mom, you know, I guess that would be the, that would be the, mm-hmm. the 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 concern. But that to me is the one thing that 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 jumps out to me, and right. I don't know. Again, if you're talking about the Illuminati, like what if the Illuminati was like, I don't know if we can have two Hulks, you know, running around or something crazy, you know, like I don't know. That would be pretty dark, but I mean, that's that's the that's kind of the whole point of the Illuminati. Yeah, I, yeah. I just think there's a lot of Lisa May. I'm not saying that's not true or that it's not gonna happen. Like, or maybe Hulk well, has well, a well, I like it I mean, I that know. people in the MCU knew about that he didn't know about. Like that would be kind of crazy too. And he was like, he just went on some rampage. Yeah, like, that could be. That could. That would be. That could be. Low. That would explain why he's older. Like it'd be like. I mean, I know there's been a time. But then you still have the question of how does this Hulk get to be. That World War Hulk. Yeah, I mean, nobody, he's got the no, bang that nobody, arm. nobody, nobody seen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like yeah, I mean, he's Captain Marvel and and Doctor very, Strange. How is he eating them? Yeah, right. This you got to think about that again. That remember that Hulk also he was absorbing the radiation from Planet Sakaar too. He's been on there for all those right. years or time, so he came back. He came back physically stronger. He was with stronger all, with all of that other stuff we talked about. Right. Yeah, I mean, again, this guy has a busted arm, hasn't fought in years, and he's always taking you know pictures with the kids at the at the local diner. Yeah, you're wearing you wearing know, pullovers, taking L's to 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 you know these black order those black got, order creatures. He's yeah. Wearing the salt salt, you know, the salt I mean, and black. He got the salt and pepper hair. Got a little gray. Yeah, you know, I mean, this this is not, <laughs> like they they have so much work to do if they want to turn this Hulk. 
into World War Hulk. Right, a threat of That's why I'm just like, I don't know. That's why I'm just like, I don't know if this is if this is really where they're going. I mean, maybe it is, but Feige's got a lot of work to do to 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 turn this Hulk into that Hulk. Yeah, that that's that's gonna be the problem. I would I, I would have. Um, I mean, it's it's. It's a major story. It's a story that you say those words, World War yes. Hulk, it, it means a lot to a lot of people. And it's going to bring a lot of eyeballs. Uh, but when you say those names, you want to do those names justice. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to just say it just to say it and, and then say, oh, we're going to get certain people excited about this one and then flop, you know? So, you know, this, again, if anybody that I trust is going to be Kevin and his team, but it's going to be important for them to kind of nail something like that. It's a, definitely an ambitious idea. Given, we didn't even mention it's just it's just very Hulk. weird given that we we've already been on Sakaar that they're gonna even touch anything called World War Hulk. I just thought that, yeah. that ship had sailed. We didn't even mention Red Hulk. Because Gareth, we've kind of just assumed right. at some point. I mean, I mean that's general, what we've been hearing. I mean that Red Hulk honestly so, was he was the hot rumor before the Illuminati. Yeah, and it was never right. Yeah, it was I know, right? But it was Red Hulk in we supposed to be Red Hulk in Endgame. Yeah, and like <laughs> The Red Hulk thing was never, was never anything concrete. A lot of it was just, it was, a lot of it was just assumptions. Based on, they're just shoving General Ross down our faces. They brought him back for no reason. <laughs> right. And he's been in all these movies. They gotta be doing Red Hulk. They're doing Red Hulk. It's gotta be. Like he's got Red Hulk on that whiteboard. I mean, he got circle. a main, he got a primary credit in Black Widow. And he's only in three, three scenes. They cut him out of the last scene of the movie. And but we still haven't seen anything regarding Red Hulk. So if we're if we're gonna get any kind of Dark Avengers or you know Thunderbolts, Thunderbolts, I mean, he's gotta be Red there. Hulk is going to be a part of that. hundred yeah, exactly. percent guaranteed. All the super soldier stuff team. and you're bringing back yeah. Abomination. I guess. So last thing is again, I talked about the thing about you know is this just in name only? Like we're talking about, we're assuming that World War Hulk. It has Hulk as an antagonist, like he's Black Adam or something like that. What if World War Hulk is just, just a Hulk movie? Yeah, he just he's a hero. He's fighting. Maybe he's fighting Red Hulk. Maybe I mean, that would that would that would suck. Talk about taking liberties. That would be liberties. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't like. I, I would like, not like, like that. Taking liberties or anything. You can't do that. Yeah, I can't. I kind of agree. I don't think Feige would want to do that. I would hope not. I don't think he would want it because that's not World War Hulk. Yeah, yeah I mean the whole yeah. Go ahead. Or Matt, he took he took liberties with Civil War a little bit. Yeah, and that but, was right. Fairly, and that was a classic, and people yeah. still were like, "Yeah, it wasn't exactly what." It's like they remember. literally gave us Spider Man, and that was the main thing that people wanted. And they gave it to us, and they're like, eh, it's still not Civil War." And if he right. turns War Hulk into Super Hulk, Hulk right. versus Red Hulk, it's just yeah, no, yeah, it's not gonna work. I mean, I I, I think the only way. I think that the Wolverine thing is an interesting concept um, as a way to, to do this. Um, and maybe he's a guy something to kind of stop Hulk uh, from doing whatever he's doing. But again, it's just, you know, will we get that enough of that development in She-Hulk to get there? I mean, it will be, again, my, my major question that I would, I would, I'd be skeptical of, you know? Um, but we got to see these movies play out. We got to see what the multiverse does. Because remember, we don't even know what, the results of the Marvel, what one of those Marvel universe is going to look like post is definitely Spider-Man and then even post Dark Doc Strange. Yeah. Who's to say the multiverse doesn't change and we have a whole different, we have a different, we have a different Hulk that we're introduced to. Who's to say that the guy we've been talking about isn't even around? You know, we don't, we don't, we have no idea. 
100%. So that's just, yeah. that's, we have a multiverse story kind of hanging over us. That's just going to be a major kind of thing to keep an eye on moving forward. Um, let's head over and wrap still talking about some DC news real quick. So mm-hmm. I want to bring up um, what we talked about earlier, that there's a, a, a major villain cast in a DC movie. So that movie is Batgirl. It has a main villain. Multiple outlets are saying that Doom Patrol's Brendan Fraser has been cast to play Firefly in the HBO Max, fi- Max film. So the project, which is in pre-production, stars Leslie Grace as Batgirl. Um, Kendall Firefly is a longtime B-list Gotham villain, uh, and he's one of the first villains that Batgirl faces in Batgirl Year One. So definitely one of the characters we kind of assumed or, or were speculating could be the foil for Barbara in this film. What do you make of the pick in the casting of Firefly and Brendan Fraser? Uh, B-list might be put it kind of kind with Firefly. Oh boy, for, yeah, for Gotham, put... for Gotham villains. I think it might be putting kind of kind. I'll say C. Okay. If we're talking the A list is like Joker, 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 Penguin, Riddler, Joker, Penguin, Riddler, Catwoman, Bane, Bane. I don't know if I'm putting Bane in the in the A list. I think I'm putting Bane. I think you're. I think you're bugging. I think we got we got to talk A list. Like A list is like how are we gonna put Bane? Rachel Gould, Rachel Gould, A list. I'm not putting Rachel Gould in the A list. I think that's why we have. I think you're. I think that B list is like. That's probably why. That's yeah. That's why we. That's why I have the difference. Like I think. I think the B list is like Mr. Freeze, Bane. Oh, you're you're bugging, Mr. Freeze. You're bugging. Arnold Schwarzenegger was Mr. Freeze. Joker, Riddler, Penguin. Joker, Riddler, Penguin, Catwoman. That's it. Poison Ivy's B. Harley Quinn B. I think you're bugging. Like I'm not putting Firefly with those characters. I'll put Firefly with like. It's fascinating. I wonder what our listeners will. Yeah, I you know, like he I guess he's ahead of like Professor Pig. You know? Yeah, for me, yeah. he's like a C list. Right, I agree. But like, but like for me, like a B list is more like. Um, yeah, so who is in that crop? That's like Killer Croc. Yeah, Killer Croc. Uh, you know, Man Bat, Man Bat, Mad Hatter, Bad Mad Hatter, Firefly, Firefly, Victor, Victor Zaz. Eats. Yeah, Victor Zaz. Yeah, I think me and Mario are totally on the same page. With like, the C you have list. a much bigger, you have a much bigger group. I, I might hear like C list. C list to me is like Calendar Man. You know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's one. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, Firefly, it, it, Black Mask to me is 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 probably in that C list of where I would view it. But for you guys, probably Black yeah, Mask. Like, you're a yeah, Black Mask is more B list. He's like uh, he's like black a mask is like yeah, a b, is mask. like b list like staring at the a list to me like he's not a list but he's like he's like he's, like he's b list but he's big time yeah but we have to talk about this in the in the with the casuals in mind if we went to our mom and say hey mom we think about black mask she's gonna be like, who's black mask she knows superhero she would know the penguin she would know the riddler like it's nothing right she but that's why they're that's why they're b list they're not a list. Yeah, they're B-list. A- That's why they're A-list. Staring at A-list is anybody, anybody knows who they are as soon as I say, do you know who this person is in relation to whatever I'm talking about? I think if I tell who you say, Mr. Freeze, people yeah, know that's a Batman villain. I, I, think, I think that you're tripping now. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. knows who Mr. Freeze is. That's, that makes him A-list. But That's I, but wild. I, I still That's think wild. It's a That's different. Wild in terms of, like, those other characters I mentioned have had, like, you know... They've had individual movies made after them, or they just—they're just bigger. 
You said Harley Quinn and Bane were B-list. Harley Quinn has a whole show. Harley Quinn does have a whole show. And right now. two that movies. Becomes, a lot of her stuff is through the Suicide Squad as well. A lot of her popularity. So that's another, that's another conversation. Oh, my uh, God. But yeah, we gotta anyway, do. A whole, we gotta anyway, do a whole, yeah, we gotta do. Clearly, this is a fun conversation we gotta have. Anyway, what? Uh, Frazier right. and Firefly. Do you like the? Do you like the picks? Yeah, I, 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 the only reason I brought that up was that maybe that's why I'm not as excited about this. Um, you know, to me, Firefly is uh, as a character. I mean, it could be cool. I mean, my the iteration. I think the best iteration of Firefly I've ever seen is uh, in the Batman. You know, I think that was a pretty good mm-hmm. iteration. I, yes. I think the Gotham iteration was was pretty lame, um, but that's no no shock. The Gotham iteration of a lot of villains was pretty lame, um, but <laughs> you know, the character, uh, you know, Brandon Fraser is an interesting casting. To me, it reminds me of the reason I bring up Black Mask. It reminds me of Birds of Prey, where they bring Black Mask, have him be the villain for that movie, and immediately this I don't say the stakes, but the you know, maybe yeah, just the stakes of the movie kind of, kind of drop. You're like man, wow. I mean, again, maybe also I'm looking at it from a larger DC standpoint. Like maybe you're telling, maybe you're saying specifically Batman, but like in the larger DC landscape, so you're doing a DC movie, and the villain of the DC movie is Black Mask or Firefly. And the main villain is Firefly. I mean, you're like man, you know, Black Manta busy that day. And so yeah, I don't know. Uh, Brendan Fraser, you know, bigger name. That that that's that's the DC model. You have a smaller character, cast a bigger name to play that character. Uh, you know, we have not seen obviously outside of Doom Patrol. You know, there's been a little bit of a Brandon Fraser kind of blackballing. Trump. Nobody knows yeah. why. Yeah, nobody just, understands it. People people have no idea why, but he. So it just seems been, like he may be coming out of it now. Maybe he's yeah, coming out of it. Like, yeah. Um. Very good. Very happy for him. You know. But he he had been kind of off the radar after being he was an A list at one point. And now he's not. But um, you know he's he's a he's a huge huge actor playing this character. So you know I mean we'll see. You know I talk about movies that you know aren't necessarily on my wheelhouse. Uh, you know I'm not necessarily circling back girl uh, as a movie I need wow. to see. Wow. I mean, oh, I said about the bat. Me, me, and Shamari just stunned by the words coming out of Kendall's mouth in this segment. <laughs> Kendall just out here. Like, last Mr. week, Mr. Freeze and Bane are B-list villains. And last week, that girl is a submit. I said Batman wasn't like on my radar as the number one thing in Vandom. And so, yeah, of course, Batgirl is going to be even lower on the radar. Yo, man, if you listen to this podcast and you're a fan of Batman and 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 the cowl and yeah, please don't t- please don't turn us off. <laughs> Check us out, man. Don't don't listen to Kendall. <laughs> yeah, oh, so, man, so I, Shamar, I guess you're a little more excited about the movie. What do you think of the casting and the pick of Firefly? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think this is I think this is pretty cool. Um, I, I, I gotta say, I think this is pretty cool. Brendan Fraser, a very talented actor. I, I love what he's done in Doom Patrol. I like I liked him in, in every, pretty much everything else I've seen him in. So, um, uh, so Looney yeah, Tunes back in action, man. Looney Tunes back in action. Shout out to Looney Tunes back in action. Um. So yeah, this is. I think this will be pretty fun. Um, you know, before seeing him in Doom Patrol, I would have been like, "Ooh, so that's a pretty, he's playing a pretty dark character." But you know, I mean, he, I mean, he could, he could be, he could say whatever, he could do whatever. You know, he's pretty, he's pretty wild All in Doom right. Patrol. So. Yeah, he's, yeah, no. So yeah, he can play that kind of guy. So um, yeah, this is this will be pretty, uh, pretty interesting. 
I wonder if they're gonna have him slim down at all, because um, he, he's a, he's a little heavier now. Um, and I I know Fly or Fly uses like a whole contraption, I guess, to fly around. Um, but which will be pretty crazy to see. I'm very excited to see that, honestly. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm uh, this I'm excited. Um, you know, this this uh, seems like a great idea. I love I love I like Firefly and the Batman. I also like what they did with him in um, um, uh, Arkham. I think it was an Arkham Knight too. It was one of the Arkham games, but mm. but I like what they did with him in that too. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I want to say it was Arkham Knight. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, it was yeah, Arkham he's, Knight. Yeah, he's a very good part in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I think you could do a lot with Firefly. Um, you know, like modernize him, make him, make him a formidable villain, not not a C list as, as a. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still bad. He's a B list, man. He's, he's a B list got got them villain. I'm not saying I'm not saying all DC for all DC. I I'd say he's like C or D, but I'm saying for, for Gotham, I think he's B. Just for Gotham, how many how many of the Arkham games is is some of these other characters? You know, like a lot of these characters are in multiple, or in multiple games. He's only one. How did that happen? Dang, come on. I'm, no, I'm just wow, asking a question. Okay. Why, why wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, you're out taking shots. Can I take all these shots of Firefly? <laughs> like open season. Well, I think I think he is in Arkham Origins too. Okay, maybe he is. I don't know. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, he's in Arkham Origins as well as Arkham Knight. Okay, fair yeah, enough. So, yeah, so he is in a couple, but um. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm excited to see it. I'm looking at a list of the top 15 Batman villains. He's not on the list. Oh my god! How is 15 not an error? I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying a list. I'm saying probably, a lot of the people you probably mentioned were a list. Is Scarecrow yeah, a list? A lot of them are probably a list. Right. To be completely Killer honest. Croc, Black Mask, Clayface going down, Poison Ivy. You got the Penguin at 11, which is a little low to me. But Deathstroke, Mister Freeze. Deathstroke being a Deathstroke is not a Batman villain. Deathstroke's not. Hugo Strange. I, I hate that people are really making that push. Bane, Riddler, Harley Quinn, Two Face. I forgot about Two Face. Rachel Ghoul, Joker. So, I mean, so to me, now that is a, Firefly. That is a, Firefly is one of those villains where he doesn't necessarily have the most compelling stories. Right. These, this is that's a list on quality. Right. Like how good of a right. I like. I mean, a lot of those characters you can point to some of the lower ones. Like, maybe not Killer Croc as much, but I think definitely Clayface. You could say, look, there are really great stories with Clayface that have been written and been on, you know, live action, and, or rather animated and on comic books like the years. You know, Firefly doesn't have necessarily, you know, like the memorable arc, per se. But I think we, again, we think of villains that Batman has faced in Gotham. Again, it's not the A-list, but, you know, he's a problem when Firefly is around and burning crap up. Like, I think Batman takes it very seriously. Anyway, um... For me with this, uh, I think this is dope. Um, I think that, to me, this is going to be, uh, basically, this is Vulture for Spider-Man Homecoming. It's the exact same thing. Right. It's, you know, it's taking a very visually, a potentially visually cool character who is not maybe looked the coolest as much. So, Fireflyers look much better than Vulture in the comics. Um, You know, but someone who who has a a very great visual power in theory, you got to make it look cool. (laughs) <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, it, it, it already kind of lends itself to amazing kind of, you know, potentially amazing visual effects and, oh, yeah. you know, Absolutely. but, but let's put, you know, a, a big time actor, a very familiar face in the role, a veteran next to someone who's going to be playing, you know, obviously 
uh, a newer actor, just like we had with Holland. No, Leslie Grace is more accomplished than maybe Holland was at that time, but both kind of newer actors in the game. I, I think it's a perfect recipe. I think the recipe always kind of works well when you do that. I think that the villain pick in terms of, again, giving somebody who can fly, who can, who can give you those great action spots works. I think this is a, a great uh, pick for a villain. Um, I know they they seem to be contemplating between him or Killer Moth. I think Killer Moth is not a B-list villain. I think that would have been maybe a little more off the radar. No, people yeah, though, though very, very, <laughs> though very, um, very much a, a Batgirl villain. But in terms of Gotham villains, I think is just like okay, that's a little bit. It's hard to take. I think I think to me, and again, maybe Kendall agrees. I think oh, Firefly. Okay, that's a real threat. If you're telling me fighting Killer Moth, I'd be like, okay, Batgirl should. You can turn these characters. You're telling me, you know, black, you know, you're telling me Firefly taking on by herself. I'd be like, all right, yeah, let's see if you can. Yeah, no, yes, exactly. It's a real, it's a real thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, yeah, that's that's a challenge. That's like kill them off. It's like you should be able to handle that. No, Bruce should be able to take the night off that night. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? The killer monster they had in Teen Titans was pretty. uh, It made him. It made him pretty strong. And and to be fair, I feel like you're right, Kendall. The point you were making while I was talking was you're right that. You could turn him into. You could turn anyone into someone right. great in theory. We have control of Vulture. Vulture used to be cartoony, right? Then they made right, but at least, but we all still thought Vulture was a threat. He looked stupid. Correct. Yeah, but we yeah. there was it. It was like it's almost like rest, it's almost like wrestling, where it's like a guy can look dumb, but look, they're building him to be a champion. Then you know you take it for right. what it is. That's kind of how Vulture was. I think again, Killer Moth, and then goes like a, he kind of goes a different way, where it's like he's almost like Kite Man, where it's like no one really takes this person seriously. Um, so I, I think that, you know, I think that he makes most sense. And Brendan Fraser is a stud of an actor. Um, we haven't seen him in this kind of role in, in a very long time. So it'd be great. Interesting to see him kind of pull it off. But, uh, if there's anyone I believe can do it, it's him. So, uh, so let's see, but I mean, I'm excited. I, I, I've absolutely adored his work in Doom Patrol. He's been so great, um, in that mo- in that show. And I got to watch the new season that's been out for the last couple of weeks. Uh, but but you know this is a project that is is you know Kendall again Kendall seems to be not as excited about but I know I certainly am still very interested to see how they pull this off I know they I saw someone saying that um, they have nothing to say at Fanduel they, uh, no, they they were there but they didn't have anything to say yeah which was uh, weird <laughs> I guess you know I want part of me part of me wonders if they if they wanted to try to they couldn't nail down the Fraser casting because you would think that that would have been a nice thing to roll out for Fandom. Yeah, yeah. That, that the whole organization of that. I mean, they had a flash trailer that dropped two days after Fando. Uh, it was a terrible trailer, so I kind of get why they <laughs> terrible. Maybe harsh. It was it, it was a boring trailer. Uh, I didn't even know a trailer dropped. So. Yeah, yeah. The trailers to their next um, crossover, which is going to be the start of the next. Oh, you're talking about the Flash show. I think you're talking about the Flash movie. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. No, no, I was like, there's another. There's another trailer. I was like, yeah, I didn't yeah. watch it. For, for a second, I was like, what? That no, was no, like, no, yeah. No, no. Yeah, this yeah. trailer to the season eight of the Flash. Uh, <laughs> what didn't show much, but like, why would you drop that two days after Fando? Like, you did a whole thing on the Flash getting new boots. Like, why would you show me the trailer of Fando if you had it ready? So I don't know. They 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 were clearly. I think there was some divide. Not divide. There was some disconnect between departments at, at, at DC mm-hmm. and Warner. Saints talking about uh, divides and, uh, con- and you know, concerns at DC. There's uh, one last uh, story for today we're talking about is the Batwoman controversy. So Ruby Rose, who of course starred Kate Kane 
in CW's Batwoman, took to Instagram last week to levy a string of very disturbing allegations against Warner Media, basically as a whole. Among them, that uh, executive Peter Roth, who she accused of, one, being a creep, uh, but also, two, of threatening to fire the cast and crew if she did not come back early from the serious neck injuries she suffered while on set. Um, she said showrunner Caroline Dries uh, was basically absent. I think she said she was on set like four times during the whole season. And for a set that, by the way, Ruby Rose claims was extremely dangerous. <clears throat> Injured her multiple times. Injured several other crew members multiple times. Said actor Gray Scott, who plays um, uh, the father of Kate Kane in the show, was basically an unprofessional jerk who verbally abused uh, uh female workers and stunt doubles and injured one of them in, in, in one instance during a during a scene. And that actor Camus Johnson, who plays uh Lucas Fox, uh is an egomaniac, um, who had been leaking bad stories about her to the press. She said that she was she was let go, uh, but that she is okay with it only in the sense that she never wants to go back. She never will go back. And that it was basically overall terrible experience. So, of course, these kind of allegations, very concerning. Warner Media, for their part, has come out and denied basically everything uh, Rose's allegations uh, stated. She also, they also backed Drew Gray Scott, saying that he was the consummate professional. Um, Scott had issued his own denials uh, about Rose, saying they were completely defamatory. Um, Cameron Johnson also uh, denied the allegations. So I guess we'll talk talk about how I felt about his denial later. Um, Warner says that Ruby was let go due to complaints over workplace behavior. And since then, we have seen at least one former production assistant on the show come out and say that uh, Ruby was, in fact, uh, verbally abusive to them and was unprofessional when dealing with the crew on set. So right now, we got a lot of he say, she say. I know in I read I reread uh, Ruby's kind of manifesto that came out last week and. Sham, uh, she said that she had all this documentation that she could do a documentary on this whole thing. Uh, but I guess, you know, we can get into allegations, but what do you think this, to me, uh, what do you think this speaks to regarding to the larger culture at, you know, CW, particularly the Berlanti-verse? Because we've seen these issues pop up on set with almost, it seems like almost every show, really, maybe except for Arrow, um, where there seems to be some kind of issue, some kind of disconnect, some kind of disrespect happening. And I actually did smart. You know, Stephen Amell was not well after Arrow was canceled. Uh, so speak for that what it, what it will. Really? That was a thing? I well, I mean, that. remember, he, he was on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast. He was, he was having panic attacks. And, oh, right, right, right. Oh, that. I thought you meant he was angry. Oh, yeah. No, well, yeah. He was just not in the right mental state after. Right. It was a lot coming out of that. It was like PTSD almost. Yeah. 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 So Which it, is it was some questions about how that was. I mean, yeah. I, I I've said I tweeted a little bit, Sham. I mean, I feel like Berlanti's got to get his house in order. I think that um, mm-hmm. we've seen too many of these issues. And look, I I don't know what the deal was with Ruby Rose regarding to how she was on set. It definitely seems like she did not make a lot of friends for various reasons. Um, I do feel like some of the stuff about I mean, she I mean nobody's denying she suffered a serious injury, and. We all saw she came back early <laughs> to do the rest of the show. Some of this stuff is kind of undeniable. I guess some. I guess what we're kind of. I guess what is kind of being pierced through is, you know, where people threatened to be fired, where people not on set that should be, where people being jerks, where people insulting people or hurting people. 
uh, with people being unsafe, I guess is kind of where probably the most of the denials stand. But I think the fact that even having this conversation just speaks to just an overall issue, Shan, that we've had over there with Berlanti and his and his and his kind of empire, really, at this point. Um, I kind of wonder if he's really on the ground, if he's really kind of understanding and tapping into what's going on. You know, if all these issues are happening on set, then you know, who are the people he's hiring? If Ruby Rose is a loose cannon that's making all this up, then why would you trust her with such an important franchise, uh, which were questions people had to begin with? Um, I tend to I tend to believe everything Ruby said. By the way, in terms of where I stand, um, I don't think that doesn't mean that she also wasn't difficult. But again, some of these things are kind of undeniable. It's very easy to to prove whether or not the showrunner was on set more than four times, or was on set enough. Of course, you could be exaggerating. A showrunner should be on there on set every day. So even if they're there half the time, that's very concerning. Um, we know people got hurt on this set. <laughs> uh, we know she has serious neck injury. So I think to me, if you're, okay, if you're saying the truth about those things, then how far off are these other things? And I thought that Cameron Johnson's retort, I thought Duke Gray Scott, he was much more, he denied them kind of on their face. And he said, this is, you know, not true. And this is wrong or whatever. And I took his denial more seriously. You know, Cameron Johnson, you know, going basically, ha-ha, you got fired, ha-ha. Like, that to me was very childish. And I know people didn't like the, her, her calling him a kid, but he kind of looked like a kid in that remark, in, that, in those remarks. And these are very serious allegations, and they, and they needed to be taken seriously, whether you feel like Ruby Rose is a serious person or not. We've heard so much, especially on a week when we had somebody get shot. Now, he, it happened before, obviously. Um, you know, But we just had somebody get shot on a movie set. And killed, um, you know, this week. So you got people talking about they had broken necks and they were told to come back and people, you know, having third degree burns and you're saying, ha ha, she got fired. You look kind of clownish, bro. So that's how how I felt about it, Sham. I don't know how you kind of parsed through all this stuff. But my larger point is just I think Berlanti's kind of lost control of this thing. Yeah, he needs to he needs to do one of those undercover boss joints where he just, (laughs) you know, goes on set as some kind of assistant. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, tries to find out what's going on. Craig Merlanti. There's <laughs> <laughs> a Kylo Ren uh, undercover boss. But, um, but yeah, he, I mean, this, yeah, this is definitely points to a larger issue. Um, I mean, I definitely agree with what you said. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to sparse through all the drama and the, and the, the kind of messy, messy nature of, of everything that's going on in, the, in a lot of these CW sets. Um, apparently. Oh, let's be honest. It's right now. It's messy at all in all of Hollywood. Hollywood is you a know, mess. I, I, yeah. I see had their whole strike situation. We had the situation with the movie Rust. You know, yeah, and, uh, you know Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Yeah, prayers, prayers to the victim in that shooting. Uh, yes, my goodness. It's uh, you know, again, if you're talking about believing Ruby Rose, you know, maybe it's not. See, pertaining to CW, but there's dangers in making these movies. Absolutely, you know, and yeah, people can very, get hurt. People have gotten hurt. Yeah, people have gotten hurt. People have died, as we've seen. So, I mean, it's very serious. As and as you pointed out, EJ, I know you mentioned that already. Um, but yeah, it's a very serious thing. So, I mean, it's just a shame. Um, when it comes to Ruby Rose uh, herself and in, in her kind of scorched earth, I guess, kind of um, her attitude with regards to. You know, everything that's going on, um, 
you know, she wants to, you know, quote unquote, speak her truth and, you know, it's her right to do so. But, um, you know, it's also the right of everyone at Warner Media to defend themselves, and try to refute whatever it is that she's saying. Um, you would, you I don't would hope that you would hope that they refute things that aren't true. Right. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I mean, it's hard for me to really take any kind of any kind of side here. She's attacking so many people, some people individually. It was kind of bizarre. Um, uh, and, and other like actors, particularly, that she was like the star of the show. So that always strikes me as a little bizarre, personally. Because if she were just like a side character or something, I'd be like, all right, well, you know, she, she's going after She's like, attacking out. Well, yeah. if, and in fairness, that would kind of prove Cameron's point. Because Cameron, I think, says, you know, you know how hard it is to be fired as the lead. Right. Right. And, and and you know I'm not really picking any taking any side here, but I mean I was a little I am a little shocked that she's going after other she like has a list of names of other actors and actresses there that she wanted to go after. Um, so I don't know. I just it's it's a little this whole thing is is just very messy, and I'm sure there's blame to go around. <laughs> to be completely honest with you, um, but it's just. Yeah, it's just it's Batwoman is kind of a mess. The storyline's been a mess uh, since it started. In my personal opinion, I don't I don't love the show. Um, you know, so, I, which, so I've heard. Which you know, as I'm sure, if you're listening to this, you probably know that. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I don't love the show. It's 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 kind of been it's been, you know, kind of going downwards since it started, and and uh, you know, apparently the set has been just as bad, if not worse. And so you never want to hear that. So, yeah, Berlani's got to look into this. And, you know, I think the best thing to do is just <laughs> I don't like the show. So I think they should end the show. I think that would fix a lot of problems. But um, I've but heard they a couple people say that, by the way. Out. Huh? I've heard a couple people say that, by the way. Yeah. They, they, should, end they should just um, end the show. Kendall, yeah. I, I, I feel yeah. like it's it's I feel like it's just it's kind of just a weird position given just like the excitement that we had when you know Batgirl Batwoman was announced for you know the crossover and that we were exploring Gotham and kind of where we are today talking about where the show sits um it was all the excitement just everything that was kind of built in terms of what this meant for the Arrowverse yeah you know you know less than two years later you know, Ruby Rose is, is it's got Instagram stories talking about, you know, they yeah, wanted, I mean, they, wanted he, they wanted to continue the show during the pandemic. Uh, you know, yeah, like it's, it's a lot of it's very disturbing stuff. We have a unique perspective in that we cover these stories and all these properties and projects weekly. So we, from its inception, we can go back to when it was announced that they were doing Batwoman, and we can go back to when they cast Ruby Rose and we can go back to when we saw the first trailer and all these different milestones and like you said we're not going back we're not going back five six seven years from now nope. years ago you know like with the flash we may not go that far back you know Arrow we weren't doing this show when Arrow was coming out but like you know but with 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 Batwoman this was this was not that long ago so it is stark to see the controversy you know happen as it's as as we're as we're on this show um i can't say i'm surprised you know sometimes you can see based off the product uh and just based off not even 
just solely the product, but also just like the chaos that we had seen prior, you know, with her leaving the show, even though it seemed cordial at the time, that was chaotic and that was, didn't, there were a lot of the stuff that was being said didn't really add up. Yeah. You know, like there was a missing piece to all this. <laughs> right. Yeah. People weren't being honest about what happened. Right. And now we know that that's the case, you know, and I'm sure that's something we, we may have said at the time. That's something that doesn't seem to add up here. But, yeah. um, so yeah, this is not, I mean, this is a sad situation. I mean, this is a show that, you know, means a lot to a lot of people. Um, yes, definitely. And so that, that's why this is unfortunate. Uh, this isn't just, uh, you know, I hate to, you know, be like, you know, this isn't just a flash, but it's not just the flash. You're, you're, you're right. Yeah. Cause this goes beyond, I mean, there's a lot of social uh, issues. Um, obviously a lot of uh, issues with the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Then you have you a, a character now, the show is now led by a female black superhero. Yeah. Um, you know, you have an actor in Cameron Johnson who's, you know, becoming a, a sort of a leading superhero on television, a leading black superhero on television yeah. uh, as yeah. well. Um, and, and I think he does a very good job Yeah, for whatever that's worth. Cameron you Johnson know. is extremely talented. He does a very good job. Yeah, and so now you've got, you know, Javicia Leslie's show has all this controversy. Again, you're talking about people saying, saying end the show and this and that, and... It's a shame because she's she's not involved in it. She came in. She didn't. She wasn't even here when I, all this stuff happened. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like old baggage. And now she's walking into this mess. And I think she's done a very good job from what I've seen. Um, you got Cameron Johnson, like you said, has done an excellent job. I can't speak to, you know, whether he was a whiny, whiny, whiny brat, is you know, whatever she described him as, the kid, you know, you know, whatever she called him. Um, I can't speak to, you know, his onset demeanor, but, you know, like you said, on screen, he's been good. Uh, the timing of this is, is interesting considering he was, he, they did a really long, you know, sort of, you know, intro to his character at Fandom. Um, and they'd spent more time, I thought it was kind of odd that they spent more time on Batwing than they did on Batwoman, the series. I think, you know, I, yeah. That was weird. And I tell you what, I mean, watching it, I texted you guys. I was like, that Batwing thing was way more interesting than the the the, the stories of Alice and Ryan yeah. Wilder. You know, I mean, <laughs> that that looks that didn't look very good. Just speaking from a, from a critical standpoint, um, and so that that's why this is the timing of this is interesting. That now she comes out and she she blasts him. Um, you know, maybe she felt like enough is enough, man. I'm tired of this this, this charade you may feel like being being played. And to me, I think one of the things that would kind of stood out to me was, I told you we talked about it one on one, Kendall. I find it very weird when, you know, Ruby said a lot of things, a lot of very, um, explosive things. But one of the things she said was that she was fired. And she made a point to say, I was fired. I didn't quit. Because a lot of people were saying that, oh, she she, she did this to get out of it. She wanted you know, she wanted out. That's how she got she quit. She said, I didn't quit. I was fired. Um, I'm happy I was fired because I didn't want to go back. Um, I find it very weird when the retort to these allegations by almost all parties. Do race guy did a much better job, I think, than anyone than actually refuting to things that were actually said about him. Um, the retort is... Yeah, she was fired. And it's like, we know that already, W Warner Media. We know that already, Cameron Johnson. 
she said she was fired. And you want to point out, oh, it's because there were complaints. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, the way she's acting right now, it sounds like she'd be someone who would be raising hell. So I'm not surprised that she ruffled the wrong feathers and hence she was fired. That That's kind of irrelevant when it comes down to there are allegations of abuse and negligence and toxicity on your set. And no one seems to have a d- direct denial for anything she's saying. She says, you I wanted to do a show during the pandemic. Is that true or is it not? If not, then explain how that's not true. That seems to be very easy to prove. Were you guys still in Vancouver shooting while the whole world was shutting down? I think that's not hard to, that's not hard to say, hey, look, clearly our production schedule shows that we were nowhere in Vancouver. We were shutting down everything by the time everything happened. She says it's not true. Was it true or not? Did homeboy Roth say, if you quit, Excuse me, if you need to take time off because this broken neck you got, uh, we're going to have to uh, fire a lot of these people. We got, we're not going to recast. The show is dead. Uh, that seems to be a thing that's easy to prove. Like, so I just feel it. I, I just felt like, to me, they went to smear tactics rather than actual disproving allegations. And that was highly alarming. Again, Gray Scott, to his credit, if he is telling the truth, he was saying, look, I, that's not who I am. That's not been my career. And he's had people who have worked with him and said, look, that's not his career. Now, that does not mean that that is, all, that is true, or rather it's not true. You know, we've had people who, you know, vouch for Harvey Weinstein. And in fact, Dugray Scott, someone who worked um, for Harvey Weinstein after allegations, and he later admitted that he felt that he regretted doing that. So calling it fair is fair. But just to say that, hey, he's saying these things she's saying about me and me being abusive and all that, I didn't do those things. I don't know. I'm not really crazy about Warner Media. Running so well, she was fired because she was difficult. It's like one saying a woman's difficult. There's a lot of loaded things with that. But let's get even beyond that. Let's say that doesn't matter as much here. What about the stuff? <laughs> what about the actual allegations that are being said? These are very. These are things that are like to me again. It'd be different if it was something that was so outrageous, so ridiculous, or so une- so difficult to like actually believe. But like. Did someone get burned on the set or not? And if they did, were did were they forced to go out and shoot as soon as the guy had burns all over his face? <laughs> like, like again, some of these things don't seem very hard to explain. I don't like the categorical denial without any specific specifics. And the only specific you give me is we fired this woman, which she already said. You know what I'm saying? So, and I, spe- I say that only because we've seen this act before. That's why I'm not. I'm very pausing. I'm pausing in terms of the people that are coming out attacking Ruby. I'm not here to judge whether or not Ruby was difficult or not. That's not really the issue at hand at the moment. But to me, we saw this playbook with Ray Fisher with Warner Media. The thing wasn't to actual, really kind of talk about the actual allegations. It was to smear. It was to to distract. And it's like, wait a minute. What about the thing? <laughs> what about the thing this guy is saying? I understand how he's doing it is weird. I understand, like I told you, I said it on the show, I didn't like some of his approach to some of this stuff. He seemed very dramatic, unnecessarily. But what about the stuff? And even back then I kept saying, still, DC has an answer for this stuff that he's saying that is happening. And the fact that we're not getting anything from them about the stuff is just, the only thing they, again, the only thing that they were only talking about specifically was that homegirl home was fired. And they did defend Dugray Scott. They said that he was a great, he was a great professional. So, I mean, maybe that's the one thing that you look at from these allegations. Okay, well, maybe that's a little suspect because they, they, everyone seems willing to fight her on that. 
Um, and to be fair, she seems willing to fight back. She tweeted more stuff and posted more stuff about how Dugray Scott's trying to get her. Uh, and f- forgive me, um, Mr. Scott, if I'm or uh, if I'm mispronouncing your first name. I don't know how to pronounce your first name. I assume it's Dugray. But um, but like you know, she's like, oh, you know, he um, he's trying to sue me for ten million dollars now, which nobody seems to be able to find proof that he's actually done that. Though you could be kind of you know threatened that you're gonna be sued, and, and maybe that's why it's not been officially filed, but. Right, but you know what I'm saying. But like, you know, okay, there's there's at least some action in that part of these allegations that make you kind of. I will say, pause. You know, sometimes actions speak louder than words, TJ. And what I'll say about the Scott situation is, James Buchanan was written off the show. Yes, he was for season two. Um, now look, then maybe that was in his contract. Maybe his character ran his course. From our perspective as viewers, it certainly felt like character his course so you know i didn't think anything of it but when you hear these allegations you know maybe it makes sense for them to say it might be best to just move it's on. also yeah. hard for me sham to believe anything coming from a place where y'all told me homegirl was it was a mutual parting of ways yeah there's been a lot of two-faced Right, you know, commentary from both sides here. You know, right. And well, you, one thing that's weird, but one thing that's weird to me about that is that what what is what what is good about her revealing that she was fired? Because at first I was like, I mean, if she was fired and they were willing to say she wasn't fired, and maybe this is me just using my, you know, my maybe it's different in Hollywood. I know just in life. It's not good to be fired from anywhere. And, I guess and, and to have that, from what I have could, it listed that you were fired. What I can tell, she's saying I was fired because I was injured, uh, and I was recovering from multiple back surgeries, and they and, and, yeah, were being and I, about it. And Warner okay. Brothers is saying, no, we fired you because workplace behavior. Right, right. So that's that's really is the thing, and she feels like it almost like it's an unjust firing. Like you guys fired me because I was dealing with these injuries, and you guys were trying to rush me back, and all of that. You know. Yeah, and I think that some of that also for her is also I you also fired me because I'm raising hell about these things that are unjust too. I think there's a part of that. Maybe she's not saying that, but I think that's why she's bringing up some of this stuff too. I don't think it's just to just flame these people. I think it's saying, hey, look at all this bad stuff that's happening that I was pointing out, and what did I get for it? I got a pink slip. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and again, you know, Warner Media wants credibility in terms of believing the stuff they say. It's hard to for me to believe the stuff that they say sometimes when you're you're just now confirming something that was that was that you lied about. <laughs> so you lied about her, you know, why she was off the show. You said that and 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 now there's a thing to say, oh, well, we were protecting her in the sense to say that she wasn't fired. But y'all said before that homegirl was fired was was a mutual parting of ways that this was just gonna be best for everybody and best for the show, which made no sense. How the hell Batwoman is known as Kate Kane, um, is a, is a LGBTQ icon when it comes to pop culture. How the hell is losing Kate Kane make any sense and be better for your show? So you were lying back then, so now you want me to think that you're telling the truth now? Like that that that's the kind of stuff that is just like annoying that I don't really kind of understand right. in terms of now you want me to believe you today like i don't and, get it i mean one thing that i just find a little a little odd about about um and and, and I, I really want to say i'm not picking any one side here with this whole thing Shmari, why are you defending warner brothers warner media show they're paying new generation he's, so he's much gotta, money he's got to be getting a check 
<laughs> He's got to be. But I just find it a little odd, you know, because Ruby Rose is a bigger actress than everyone else. I never heard of Cameron Johnson yeah. or Dugray Scott. Or and now maybe it's because I live under a rock. Maybe I'm not. I'm yeah, not, I think I'm they they made the case that like oh you know Scott was like a bigger the big time. He's like an icon. It was kind of like you know I don't know. I mean he's probably he's probably more of a classic kind. I mean of, he's, he's a he's like a veteran. Yeah, like yeah. A vet, you know, not but, a guy. But I mean he's not someone. No one my age or younger. No, no is no. gonna know who he is. Yeah, and no You've one probably my, seen him in a and movie. No one, no one. You didn't you didn't see Mission Impossible two. <laughs> and no one is, I would say no one very few people in his age bracket are probably watching that show or standing that show at the very least so you know so her words with regards to these people are going to mean much more than whatever they say um, so I just find it a little odd that she's a, not a going after Warner Brothers but attacking them personally and, and I think it's because it's their, co, their co-stars and like minor co-stars you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I told Kendall. I like, think that I think that there's some. Yeah. Ray Fisher was going after the the executives. Right. He was, well, he was he, he was going after uh uh definitely um homeboy uh I can't remember his name now Jeff Johns. Um, well, yeah, and Jeff Johns. He's and he was going after uh the other producer. There were two producers he kept like. Oh well, yeah, Berg and yeah he's Berg. going after, but yeah he's going after like yeah he was going after he's the punching people. Up. He's punching up. He's going after the people working making the product making yeah. the product. His quote unquote boss. Yeah. And to yeah. be fair, and to be fair to Ruby, she she singled out Ross. She can't singled out okay. uh Drys. She's right. She's kind of mentioned Berlanti as well. And I didn't and I didn't see her comments. I don't know if but, it was I, a lot so, to read. but it's always <laughs> weird when she, when when but it's not like this is something like she was were these said or comments or were were they written? It was an Instagram story. It was an Instagram story she where wrote, she wrote she wrote them down. Yeah. So she wrote it in press sense. So it was like it was like there was some some there was some written stuff that had videos attached to it, like her surgery and, and okay. So it, was like, it was a multimedia presentation. Right. But she wrote their names down and pressed right. send to the yes. world to say yes, these yeah. and people. She, and she added, names. she added. What's off the cuff? It was not off the cuff. It was not in the moment. No. She wrote them down like Cameron Johnson. Yeah. This one and that one. That kid Cameron. That Johnson. kid Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> you know? okay. She wrote them down and said, yes, this is the person that I don't like that wronged me. You yeah. know, yeah. go after them without explicitly I, saying that, but she knows her people are going to go I, after I do, that. I do feel you like there's I mean? one thing about the Ruby thing that, you know, one, again, we got to see if any of this stuff is true. Um, but, but I think there's one, if there's one thing that really, I think did kind of turn me off of this thing was in some ways, just how personal some of the attacks were. Like you can keep it, you know, you can That's keep right. it. Right. That's what you can, saying, you can make allegations and keep it kind of now. Look, it's very, it's personal to her, so like it's hard. It's hard to do that. So like, it, it, I might be asking something that's impossible, but you know, right. cameras he can't. Right. This is why I told Kendall. To me, Shamari speaks about why these personal attacks. To me, there's, there's personal beef here. Like that, people don't like each other here. Like it's not, it's not just a, oh, this is a work thing. These are people who these are blood enemies. The way I look at it. So a lot of people said, why was Cameron Johnson in this thing? He seemed to be the only guy here that didn't. Do anything criminal or do anything that would be fireable. Yeah, she made with the criminal. He, he, he made one rude remark. One <laughs> yeah, rude she, rem- she's she's out here trying to ruin his career. Because right, when he, you read the headline and you see Cameron Johnson and do, do toxic, race toxic, you know, and, yeah, toxic, you know, toxic workplace. workplace. It's like, man, what did Cameron yeah. do? Right. And then you, and you read, read, the, read what he actually did, and you're like, that's not. About an he, he got he got right. mad that she wasn't what on time. 
active yeah. shooter or something <laughs> like that. Right. So, yeah, so so I think that there's some so since some of the person the personal attacks I, I could have done without. You know, I, I don't think that he needed to be in there. But he she hates this man. That's why I mean that's that's clear to me. Like whether or not she has a reason to hate him, that I don't know. She didn't prove it. She didn't make a case in this video. I mean, or in this in these Instagram posts. The other stuff, yeah, there was some reason to not like those folks. If any of that stuff is true. Um, the cameras thing is like, oh, he made a rude comment, and he's immature. All right, uh, is this the platform to kind of lay this out right here? I don't, I don't know. It did, it did feel more like you were trying to kind of stunt on his shine that he's been getting, which we didn't need to see. Um, I will say, like Ray Fisher, when he had something to say, it was pretty salacious, or it was pretty. He, he was, he wasn't just saying I didn't like when uh. You know, they maybe do over a line. Nah, he was, he was talking about some actual stuff. Yeah, some dangerous stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah some very, yeah, some stuff that if it's true, you'd have to look at that person very differently. Right. Do I look at Camus Johnson differently because he was maybe insensitive to the fact that Ruby was dealing with a bad injury and he wanted her her to be on time? I no. look at him like like your Hollywood actor. Right. Yeah. He Whether did more, he did more damage with his his dumb tweet than he did with anything Ruby said about him. In my in my opinion, I, I can't talk about anybody else. Add some fuel to the fire, you know. In terms of, he didn't have to take the bait, you know. Like he could, I I would have recommended he take the high road in that regard, especially when she frames you as an egomaniac. You have to be more measured in that in that, and especially the the, the subject matter, Kendall. There's something about again, and she talked about his maturity. Something about right. sub, subject matter. We're talking about people being injured, people being yeah. hurt. And yeah, real, real factual and, stuff. Yeah, real stuff that, you know, I mean, these are people you worked with, allegedly. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's not even like you're removed from it. And, and it turned into some gotcha joke. And right, that, and, and you're making a ha-ha, she got fired thing. It's like, again, I say brother, really? Like, that that's just poor judgment. Even if what she's saying is wrong, there's a certain, there's a time and place and a certain way to address allegations that don't now, make you I look like say, you're, you're spitting in the face of them, which is what I saw in that tweet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like Shamari said, he he probably felt I have a right to defend myself. Right, because she took a personal attack. It, you can do it through, you don't even have to do it through your Twitter account. You know, I'm sure he's got an agent, you know, or a, an agency. You know, I know that seems a little more corporate or a little more like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Why, why don't you just say it? You guys what I'm saying. But, like, there's a way you can do it where it doesn't have to be so, you know. And, again, maybe even if you're the one tweeting it, but that looked like that was, that was, that was not a prepared statement. That was him. No, yeah. no, he he clearly and he had he, plenty of time. He that was a, yeah, that was a day I, I knew it wasn't a prepared thing because he quoted like he linked the article that was like attacking him. Yeah. I'm like no no PR person would ever tell people tell you to link the article where you're being attacked. They'd yeah, say yeah. you know and link the article where you're making your denial. <laughs> you know, don't link the article where <laughs> right. you're, you're being attacked. You're, this is how you're responding. Yeah, or or, or don't link any articles. Just yeah, do a tweet. <laughs> if people are if people are really interested, they'll find it. Right, exactly. So, so for you to send traffic to these articles about you being a a, a, a catalyst of a, a toxic workplace, not not that smart. Um, so I know there was no PR firm or no people handling him that told him to do. Whatever. If they did, they should all be fired. And I don't really call people's jobs very often, especially in the bad situation we're in with this world economy, etc. But that would be terrible advice. But, but the, the, back to real quick, back to yeah, the last thing on this, clear. yeah. Where 
you talk about this Batwoman show, you talk about is this surprising? Like if we would have heard something, we if we hear something like this about Superman and Lois, for example, I would be shocked because that show, just from what we see, well, we did hear stuff scenes, about Superman. Well, we did we, hear stuff about that show on camera. Wait, well, time out, kind of. We have seen stuff about that show. A black writer was fired unceremoniously, allegedly. I Fair enough. Remember that story. That, that was, yeah, that was, that was, that was a pretty big story. Again, that was, um, which is why, again, I talk about the house being in order. There are these yeah, little yeah. things on every one of this guy's yeah, shows in Berlanti yeah. that keeps popping up. That that was not as explosive as right. This is a catastrophe. This I is, mean, this is like yeah, actors this is, yeah. openly attacking each other. Right. Like you said, they clearly they hate each other. Yeah, this is and chaos. That, <laughs> yeah, like I don't know if it, it, I can't imagine it getting that bad with Superman and Lois. You know. Where and again, I would say, look, I mean, it was only one season, but Batwoman was only a year older, so you know, I mean, are you gonna tell me a year from now we're gonna get stuff like this from Superman and Lois that is just complete chaotic mess from the jump? I would be shocked, um, you know, and then you can say that about a lot of these shows, Supergirl, um, the the I mean, the Flash, I mean, some stuff with the Flash recently, I, you know, <laughs> it's a whole nother conversation, but um. So, yeah, and, and so, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Berlanti is getting paid a lot of money. Uh, I'll be honest. We talk about we the way we follow these things daily. We, we talked about the Berlanti contract, and it was hard to really equate at the time his value because we don't know what's in – we don't know the Warner Brothers but balance sheet. You know, we don't know uh, how much he's making them. Or what that contract is going to end up coming coming to be, but the early returns seem like I think he's overpaid. Um, I think for whatever universe they thought he was going to make, uh, that was they. I feel like they gave him that contract prior to like the H, the streaming boom, mm-hmm. and now post that streaming boom, I think the CW is a little archaic at this stage. Like, I think you're. I think I. I think that you're right because I think so that like, they got to make the the bar rate. The bar raised too high. I think you're right. I think the bar. I think whatever, whatever CW is providing, we want more than that. Yeah. At this point. And so you're paying this guy just astronomical amounts of money, and we've got chaos. His new show, his, his second newest show, Major Chaos. Um. And it's and not a whole lot of quality with it either. Um, it's just it's it's you talk about it, it's a mess. I, I I you have to wonder if there are there's a little bit of buyer's remorse from the from the from the higher ups at Warner Media. Yeah, I mean it, it's. Uh, I know the Berlanti's gonna come after me now. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. It's crosshair. <laughs> the shooters. <laughs> yeah, but not. he's not. He's not making fun of. He's not making any any friends that uh want to meet it today. No, I mean, I, I I don't know. I just feel like again, overall, one, you know, any of this stuff. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be investigated. I don't think that one media seems to be wanna just just move on from this. But uh, I don't know. Ruby seems ready for a fight, so this might not go away as easy as they hope. Uh, the only thing I will say is, again, I think in terms of just where things stand for their position as as a as a company, if you're talking about Berlanti as a as a creator, like I said, you gotta get his house in order. This is this is unacceptable. 
You can't have this kind of embarrassing stuff. I was telling Kendall that, you know, I was watching, you know, someone, people have been pointing to other stuff about this Batwoman series that it looked kind of suspect. Someone pointing to, a, a, you know, a video where, uh, you know, Javicia Leslie is with um, Candace Patton um, and some of the other black actresses in this Arrowverse. And they're kind of talking about, you know, struggles being a black woman in Hollywood and even in the, on these shows. And, you know, Javicia Leslie's talking about how, yeah, you know, I had a big, I've had big fights here and, you know, I'm still fighting some of the stuff that's going on on this show. And I'm like, and she's like, you know, because I came here, you know, it was already established. And I'm like, what is she talking about? Uh, they, everyone else seemed to know exactly what she was talking about. They all were nodding head like, yep, yeah, we know. And I'm like, uh, this is a new person <laughs> who seems to be burying the show. Um, I say that to say in the nicest way possible. JVC is a, uh, you know. She, she wasn't attacking the show or, you know, anything like that. But if you read between the lines, you know, we know that's a that's a berry. To see, like, I'm still fighting a good fight here at this show that, you know, basically wasn't inherited me. Uh, I wasn't planned to be here. You know, I, to me, I, I saw that clip and I was like, something may be up. I'm, I don't know. That that seems off to me, too. The new the new, the new uh, lead comes in and she's talking about she's going on video saying she's still fighting a good fight. What are you, what are you fighting? You should be the person that they ha- they revolving everything around. Um, it just speaks to me again that uh, there's a lot of soul searching that needs to be done over at Berlanti's team, and you know he had of course the the, the Kreisberg, uh scandals as well. I mean there's there's some there's some there's some black eyes and and some of the stuff that we've been seeing. I'm hoping that they can figure this stuff out because that one means a lot of people and a lot of these shows period mean a lot to a lot of people. But I think that's going to do it for this edition of New Generation Hero Talk. A lot to get to today, but I think we got to a lot of really great stuff. So I hope you guys enjoyed the pod. Of course, if you enjoyed listening to this show, make sure you catch all of our podcasts on New Generation Podcast Network. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media. I mentioned earlier our DC fandom videos are on there. Also, our Young Justice reviews will be on there as well. We're reviewing the HBO Max series Young Justice Season 4 Phantoms. So make sure you check that out on our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're on uh, Instagram. And we're on Facebook as well. Make sure you follow us individually on social media. Uh, you can find Kendall on Twitter, New Gen Ken. Shamari on Instagram or Snapchat, MCChan22. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and Instagram, Action EJ. Thank you guys again for checking this out. Shamari for Kendall. I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace. <laughs>